So with your favorite ladies, Petty Party Podcast. It's your girl, Amakalek, coming out the set. What's good, everybody? Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Crystal, a.k.a. Champagne Chris, a.k.a. Chrissy F. Baby, please say the baby. Hey, guys. It's Jory Alia. Hey, y'all. It's Michelle. Welcome back. Ooh, okay, Michelle. Um, hey, everybody. It's Just Nick checking in. How's everyone doing? Great. Amazing. Right. Amazing. Y'all don't sound like it. What? I'm I'm amazing. Little, I mean, like, I'm, I'm a little tipsy. I'm amazing. I'm a, I'm a, I, what future yeah. say? Life is good. <laughs> like, that's literally how I feel right now. <laughs> Which is how I feel. What are we drinking on today? I'm drinking on some red wine. It's, I don't know what it's called. Casa Marta. I don't know. My first time Ooh. drinking it. Drinking yeah, it's still a Rosa cheap wine. It's not wine. Yeah, it's juice. It's, it's not it's, wine. It's, it's juice. juice. Yes. That's why Crystal likes it. It's a wine cooler and a wine. It's a wine cooler and a wine bottle. Good. Oh, yeah, it yeah, like, I mean, it's If you look, I think it's like five percent. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah it's oh, like it's juice. Geez. Juice. It's okay. A I, so I want to know. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, I want to know what are y'all listening to right now? Like, what artist currently has you liking in a chokehold? Like, who's your go-to artist right now? Artist or song? Uh, I mean, it could be song or artist, I guess. I mean, I just created this like late night vibes playlist. So it's all like R&B, little slow music. So sex um, music? It's not really sex music. That's the crazy part. Just the vibe out? Sex. Okay. I it's, like, what you mean. it's just like, just like when you just want to like wind down, chill out. Mm-hmm. It's it's a good. Like, what from that candles? Did you get sex jewelry? Like <laughs> <dang>. she did <laughs> slow jam shit. You I mean, there's two night, different but... times. I mean, she said she did say late night. Thank you, Paulette. So like, just, that's what I was thinking too. But, a sex playlist, like. But I know what you're talking about, Nikki. Those are always good vibes. too. Because I feel like sometimes, like rap music is a lot. Sometimes it just has my mind. Like my mind will be like on a hundred thinking like about a million things, and when it's just R and B, I can just mm-hmm. mellow out a little bit. But speaking about that, like, have y'all? I don't know if y'all have had this experience. It recently happened for me. But have you, like, heard a song plenty of times, but then um, you finally, like, get down to the song, and you're like, dang, this song kind of hits different now. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Um, like, for example, um, one of my followers posted um, that song by Brandy. Can't keep on loving you one foot outside the door. Y'all, when I tell you that song... It's right that, here. Like, almost almost doesn't count. Almost doesn't count. Like that? Yeah. Wow. And and also, I know to answer your question, Jor, I've been listening to, it's a small EP and it's old, it's two years old, by Elaine Elements. I like her. Her music is just, mm-hmm. you are the one I feel like describes like my experience. And so it's, I love it. So if you ever get a chance, listen to Elaine. There's, there's two actually R&B songs that I've been listening to. Well, actually one in particular is called Over It by, um, crap, what's his name? Shit. The fact that I've, it just slipped my mind. Lucky Day. Lucky mm-hmm. Day. Oh my God. I, I was literally it's, just going to say Lucky Day. Okay. Yes. And it's a rendition of, um, is it Genuine? I, I don't know. I, it's, it. 
Yeah, it, it's so good. Later. Yes, it's so good. And then um, Easy on Me by Adele. You know, she just dropped her. That's a good uh, song. I haven't mm. listened to Adele yet. I have to stop listening to it. Oh, I, it can't. It dropped. Too relatable. Oh, she got one song. Her song. It's too relatable for me right now. I'm like, mm-mm. Yeah. Oh, wait, are you talking over. about Over It? Lucky it's Day? Over, and... over, over, but not Over It's oh. Over. Sorry. That was my oh, fault. Okay. Coco and yeah. Jess came out with a pretty good album and Lucky Day's on a song. No. And then as far as, uh, shit, as far as rap music, the one, I'm not gonna lie, one song that, that gets me hella hype is uh, Up the Skull but I swear oh. that one I've and never heard uh, it. yes you have you have you have you just don't know what it's okay. called because <laughs> uh, every time they play that at the gym I'd be like so happy bruh I mean, <laughs> yeah I, I, when he said um niggas is weird all the niggas is weird I was like I fucking feel this like but he just said it in like a rap tone where it's like sound cool and then uh who wants smoke by Nardo Wick that's my shit like everybody knows <laughs> you know that's what? my shit I usually don't like Gerbo, but he had the best part. Verse I love Gerbo. Oh my! He had the best verse on the remix. Y'all yeah. got him and Dirk. Him and Dirk. Oh, that, remix, that was the best. That was the best verse of his no. career. No, no, no. I don't understand why people be trying to play him. Like, no, he has good music. He, has, he, he, he does not music. rap. He his he does not rap on beat. I'm sorry, but he has I, a different I, style. It's like drill. So it's like like style of music. Once you get used to his style of music, then you'll start fucking with his music. No, it's like you can't. You know, I never cared for him until he kept coming up in like playlists because Tidal always has these random playlists for me based on what I listen to. And every time one of his songs would come up, I actually kind of fuck with it. I'm like, damn, like I never yeah. really got out of my way. But once I started hearing certain songs, I'm like, okay, he actually kind of he got a vibe to him. Like yeah, what yeah. I was no, saying was his, his last Erbo. album was pretty not G Herbo. <laughs> I don't care. What I would say about him Herbo. is that. I um I really didn't listen to him like that, but then when I when you know Nicki Minaj dropped uh Beat Me Up Scotty again and she has Chirac on there, I liked his verse on the song, so I went and listened to some of his songs. Like, oh, I actually kind of like him. Like, he's mm-hmm. not bad at all. I've been listening yeah. to Lakia a lot lately. Mm-mm. She's so I underrated. Been, I downloaded her album and I've yet to listen. I, nah, she's very underrated. She has some really like. I feel like what makes her different in a sense compared to city girls since she is signed to qc as well it's like she actually has slow songs and actual rap songs and i feel like her slow songs are actually like top tier so okay. she okay. just sounds like a kid songs. to me yeah she does have a young voice i mean she's really young but um yeah another I, I, song I is said, made back too by 42 doug featuring future that's a really good oh oh yeah cash on me the way i've been going the west side like i'm from there <laughs> Baby, I've been turning up to my city. So, yeah. I actually do that in a lot of songs. When they mention like blood, I'm throwing beads. I'm, I'm like, listen, I have I'm never been dumped in no game. Listen, right? Like, who am I, bro? It was this one song. I think it was. Um, I don't know what. No, when I was in, uh, I was in a club. Not long ago, the DJ had shouted out like Dallas, and some song was on. I think it was Finito, but he shouted out Dallas while that song was on, and the nigga looked back and was like. Who is this girl and where is she from? Like he was like the, bouncer, the guy that was like cleaning up like the clean up the section the sex stuff. He was like, she's from Dallas, guys. Like she's you know, I was like, Yeah, bro, the way I turned it to somebody else, I'm like You mad? I'm that's good. the thing that's so annoying. You know, Houston, they could throw it up so cute and then Dallas is like, We gotta throw a fucking gang sign. Like, like, no, like you thought people just like, what? The GDs finna walk up in the right. door? Like, no, this is Dallas, like calm down. Guys. And it lists some GDs in the door. <laughs> 
All right, God, y'all. God damn it. Okay. Oh, we, we know y'all are all from Dallas. And I, I, I hear y'all. We hear it loud Triple and clear. D, Crooked Eye, Texas. What's good? Okay, yeah. anyway. See? Mm-hmm. Look, Wait, shout where you from? Where you from? Okay, shout out where Sorry. you from? I'm not going to, because I'm not going to forgive myself when I play this back. What's that song? It's going like. My mind's going half crazy. So child. Girl, that's the rendition of Lucky Day song. Not genuine. It was Music So Child. I couldn't. Oh, okay. But it's so good. I heard it recently. It's actually really nice. I have to listen to it. Okay. Um, okay, so we're gonna go ahead and jump into the moto. I do not know what it stands for, so we're just gonna skip past that. But this is actually a question from one of our listeners, and it's referring more so to like our last, our previous episode. So if you have not listened to our previous episode, make sure you listen to that because it will give you good background on this question. All right. She said, I just finished listening to the new episode. I have a question. I really felt the discussion about being apprehensive to ask a man who you are sleeping with for things. How did y'all overcome that and get more comfortable? I feel like I'm still struggling with it. It's like I don't want a nigga to ever have the upper hand thinking I need him. Ladies, any answers for her? She said she's still struggling with asking a man for things, right? Like getting comfortable. Mm-hmm, that she's sleeping with. See, I, I don't let me not get this misconstrued. Crystal, I, I don't ask men for nothing. Like I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest, I don't. Like I like a nigga who's gonna do it anyways. And if you can't read my mind, then sorry, you have to go. That's just what it is. Like I feel like you should know, like you should know where I stand as far as like I I'm not gonna ask you for help. You're not gonna catch me asking you for help in 4K, even though it's normal. I'm not talking down on women to do like I mean, if you need help paying rent or paying any kind of bills, if you sleeping with a guy by all means and he has it, yeah, you should be able to ask. You should be able to ask, but I'm not going to. Give it to me. Don't let but, me ask. Just give it to but me. But she's asking, how would you ask? And how do you um, get over that? Okay. Um, I, um, go first. I probably would. I mean, I probably would. I don't, let's, let me let somebody else answer. Yeah. Okay. I, I would say, because um, I, I do know what you're referring to, but I would first say there's a big difference between asking things from men and asking men for things. Like, I feel like if you're dating somebody, you should be comfortable asking him to do certain things for you and I think that that's more where we were coming from like for instance like I feel like there are a lot of people who are in a relationship like for instance if you are down and out and you're comfortable asking your mom for something your siblings for something your brother you know people in your family and you can't ask that from your boyfriend then I feel like you need to reevaluate the the relationship you have with him and it's not because you think that he may say no but maybe you just feel insecure like he would say no and all the other stuff and i feel like if that's your boyfriend that's somebody who he should become part of your inner circle so you should work up that comfortability as far as how do you feel comfortable doing that i think the best thing is before you're before you get into a relationship with somebody you should set the boundaries for yourself and what you expect from a significant other i don't think you should wait to get into a relationship to be like oh i want to ask this just because it's trendy if you're if you are not the type of person who you expect your guy to do all this stuff for you, don't just become that person just because you're in a relationship. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I feel like there is certain things where, like, if you are stuck on the side of the road, I feel like you should be able to call your yeah. nigga and be like, oh, yeah, I don't know where you sure. at, but I need your help. Pull up. You yeah. know what I mean? Or if, right. like, you somewhere in your car declined, you should be able to call your nigga and be like, my phone is acting, my card's acting weird. Is there a way you can get, I don't know, I mean, shoot me your card number or something? Like, I feel like he should be clutch for you. And I feel like if you're uncomfortable asking that from your guy, maybe y'all should just have a separate conversation as far as, like, trust and relationship to try yeah. to figure out where that disparity lies. But, again, if your hesitancy comes from you not wanting to ask him to 
buy like these big purchase items for you, then maybe you're just not that girl. Not mm-hmm. even in a condescending way, but it's like, yeah. hey, I'm yeah. not that girl. I'm not asking yeah. nobody to drop no big bucks. You have to do that out of your soul, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I guess, oh, keep going, sorry. Go ahead, Paulette. Mm-hmm. You go. Okay. Um, I would say for me, I think that Michelle makes a really good point. I think that that just goes back to trust. And for me, whenever I'm referring to being able to ask a man that I'm sleeping with um, for something, we have like an actual like relationship. It's not just like we're just having sex, you know, because yeah. I feel like there's a clear difference between like, you know, a fuck buddy because usually a fuck buddy, there's no strings attached. So yeah. therefore I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't feel comfortable asking for things like that. He probably mm-hmm. wouldn't be my first lifeline that I called or if I got arrested, he wouldn't be the person I would call. But if I am like working towards a relationship or in a relationship with this person, like Michelle mm-hmm. said, he's in my inner circle. You know, I feel like I should be able to come to him. Like I come to any one of my friends, like I come to my sisters, like I come to parents, uncles, anything like that. Um, and whenever it comes to like these big ticket items, for me, I guess I'm just bold. I'm not going to lie. Like if there is something that I want and I personally don't feel like I should be buying it for myself, which, you know, I can, but I don't want to, then I will hint at it and I will kind of get the vibe and see like where he's coming from. Now I'm not going to be asking somebody this if they're struggling, like paying their yeah. own bills, you know, mm-hmm. but it would definitely, or have they just to be don't someone. have it like that. Exactly. It would definitely have to be someone who's in a you comfortable know, situation yeah. financially. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem like now I'm not going to ask him to go buy me Bugatti. You know, but you know, girls. But I think, yeah, I think, um, no, I think that a, a good test of that, if, if we're talking about like, like designer items or maybe even like a lap, you know, a phone or laptop or something that's more pricey, I think a good test of choose. that is your birthday. Is your birthday. I, I think that's a good test of that because it's like a nigga's going, a nigga that you're dating seriously, first of all, he's going to ask you what you want. And if he doesn't, he should be listening beforehand, yeah. like to hear you say like stuff that like, Oh, I want this or I want this or oh, this was cute, blah, 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 blah. So there's that. But I feel like how he handles your birthday kind of, if this is a fresh situation, it kind of, kind of sets the tone for like, if what he's able to do or what he can do for you, you know? So I think that's a good, like a good gauge of that's true. I, but I, I, yeah. I agree with, with Nikki for the most part though. Like you, I mean, if it's something like I, you know, I've, I don't know. Like it, it just depends on who the person is too, because like yeah. I've complained to a nigga about that I was it, it very involved with about like my phone messing up. Nigga was like, "Oh shit, my bad. That's that sucks." Versus I've complained to another nigga, and the next couple of days he bought me a phone without me even asking. So it's like it just depends on you know. Yeah. And even same thing with the yeah. like I've had a flat tire. I told a guy, and he was like, "What the hell are you doing out anyways?" Versus I told another nigga, and he was like okay, how much you need, what you need me to do type shit. You know what I'm saying? So I guess it just depends on the situation. Like I could have covered that tire mm-hmm. myself. It's just like the fact that you're not, you know what I'm saying? You're willing to kind of just put everything down and help me. That's what matters. Like I think yeah. that's very important. And if we're just going to be, you know, since we going all out there and let's just be transparent. If you really talk about how do I get this nigga to buy, to buy me some gifts, drop some hints, sis. I don't care. Pull yeah. up your whole hints. entire computer you next to him. Yeah. Be, go and shop and scroll at the website, point to him, you think this is cute, and see his reaction. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. If you start mm-hmm. saying something, this is cute, and he look at you like, oh, that's cute, that look expensive, girl. Just run. Just simmer down. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even run, just like you know what time it is. That works, because I, at one point, it I really actually does. commented on a pair of earrings, like a couple times. I was like, when we were out, 
I saw this girl with this pair of earrings I wanted. I was like, oh, those earrings are really cute. I really want those. Look, he got them for you. Send a couple of him. And then next thing I know, a week later, they were at my door. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It's, that's it's that's an energy. It, it's hey, a, it's definitely very, yeah. like, your mom was, may vary. Your mom's may I vary. I just about to say that. Um, honestly, it's a case by case situation. But honestly, I think you should just be bold in what you want to do. Like, if you want him to get you something, be bold in it. And what all these ladies have expressed to do, do it. And if I mean, you're not bold, then you're not going to get anything. Just, I'm gonna just be honest. If you're, not, I just, if you're not bold, then hint at it. Because again, yeah, you, the that's niggas, being you bold. Can, you hinting can, is being bold. No, it's like, not. It's not always being bold. No, because it's like you the difference. But some you're, you're, you're willing to be on, hinting hold on, hold on. and being bold. Yeah, no, but and, I just feel like, but I feel like hinting is kind of part of being bold. Because like sometimes, like me personally, like before, like who, I, like back in the day, like I would never hint because I feel like if I have to hint, then you know what I mean, like. But you know what I mean? Uh, that's being, but now that I know being bold, but some people don't even know to do that because they're scared to even try to do that because they don't want to look a certain way. But I think being bold, be bold is like, it's straight up asking for it. When I yeah. say, yeah. Like, like I've been around, to get there. I've been around a guy and we were talking about specific things. We we're talking about an outfit and like the outfit was like, I was like, I was trying to figure out if I want to get it. And then I finally found it and I was like, oh shit, it's here. She's $600. He was like, I wouldn't pay that much. Just da, 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 da. And I'm just looking at him Girl. like, this is not you. I'm not talking about you. Like, I mean, okay, if you're, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're just, that vibe should be able to tell you like who's bad and who's not bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, so right. it's like, because if you would have been around something, he'd be like, shit, get it then. You know what I'm saying? Like, but at the same time, they can tell you to get it and make you spend your own money. <laughs> so it just depends yeah. on, right. on who he is. Like, he'll be like, but because, okay, this, that's, that's one nigga. But nigga, if you send something, if you hinting and he's like, uh, that's too expensive. Then another nigga, you can hint about it, hint around it, and he's like, "Shit, get it," and make you spend it, right? You're by your with your own money. Then there's another nigga who you'd be like, "Oh shit," he'd be like, "Well, shit, how much you want me to send? Do you want it?" There's three different types yeah. of niggas, so just yeah, on it, which literally. which tier, yeah. Okay, I've been let me around ask all three. Though, so, let me ask you a question: How do y'all feel about um, sending lists? Like, let's say that this is a person that you're in a relationship with or just like dating your birthday comes around and he asks what you want and I'm you. if you send do you send a list do you just send one item and if you do send a list without knowing what his budget is how do you what do you put on this list like what's your price range of things I is he asking list. for a list let's say yeah he asked, like, he, he asked hey what do you want for your birthday Mm. Well, I'm not. I mean, I'm not sending my list. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not. This guy didn't ask me for a list, but a guy who I was just talking to like the other day, like uh, somehow like Christmas came up, and I was like, oh, I was like, well, if you're trying to figure out what I want for Christmas, these are the three things I want, and literally the cheapest thing on that list was six hundred dollars, all the way up to five thousand. So it's like whatever you feel like, whatever level <laughs> you fuck with me, and what you would like to give me, the cheapest thing on this list is six hundred, and the most expensive thing is five thousand. There, I gave three things all within the price range. So it's like anything on that list, I would gladly take. But yeah. shit, I don't know what your budget is, so I'm gonna tell you these are the things. Yeah, I want. so that's what it normally is. So I I have a list, but normally the list is for myself. Like I have a list regardless of if a nigga asks me for it, but I, but I, I just write down things that I want that way I can kind of just knock it off and see like and see like what I can afford in my budget for the week or whatever if I'm about to buy something. So, but when my birthday came around, people was asking for me. I tailored it. I was just like, because I'm not expecting you know hella people to buy me this fucking three four thousand dollar bag. So I tailor it to like. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want a nigga to look at a list and be like, what the fuck? You expensive. I don't got time for that shit. Like, I'm going to get it from, if you don't get it from me, I'm going to get it for myself anyways. That's what the list is for. It's for myself. Yeah. So I think it just depends. Like, I definitely tailor it to like, to be people friendly. And like, 
when I sent it to my friends, it was definitely like people friendly. It was things on there was like less than a hundred dollars, and there's things on there that's more than yeah. you know a hundred dollars. So I think it just depends on what yeah. I just it, give a variety and just pick from basically there and do whatever. Like Crystal, I'll be I'll appreciate anything yeah. off that list. You know what I mean? But. I, I just I, like sending an entire list. No, that's od. Yeah, that's od. I want to go out of my way to, like, to text it though. Mm-hmm. But like you said, Crystal, what I told him is things that are already on my list that I plan to buy for myself for Christmas. So whatever you would like to knock off my Christmas list works I for me. Appreciate I it. Yeah. But it is- I, I don't think I would ever text it. I was on the phone. Y'all know I, I really I hate it. things in 4K. Like I, if I anything that I, I don't want to be screenshotted, I'd rather talk about it on the phone. Fuck. I'll send you a picture of it. I'll send you the link, actually. Here's Absolutely. where you get it from. There's available in my size at this website, which I'm not saying all yeah, that, but I, I like, I'll, I'll send, like, with, with, when it comes to niggas, I'll definitely send you a direct link so you know, like, what I'm talking about, what it is. Like, because I don't, you know, because I've, de- bruh, have you ever had a nigga get you something and just like, where did you get this from? Why did you get this? Like, what, what is, like, I appreciate it for sure, but like, what, what, this is your style, not mine. So, no, I, all right. I, yeah, so I think that we definitely gave different perspectives. Um, and there are just so many different ways that you can uh, ask a man for something. But I think that it, you have to really judge what situation you have going on and, like, stick true to your character, you know? You don't want to come off like you're begging or anything like that. So just make sure it's true to who you are and your personality. So other than that, yeah. Yeah, thank you for reaching out, though. Of course, any listeners, if y'all ever have um, need any advice, just want us to weigh in on something, then you can always sh- feel free to shoot us a DM on Instagram, or you can email us at pettyparty12814 at gmail.com. And with that, I'm going to go into the Petty Chronicle. And um, y'all, <clears throat> let me just start off by saying, like, I'm starting to think that I'm a Karen. I think I can, I, I can be a Karen. I'm not going to lie. I can be a Karen. But mm-hmm. I also don't think so. But sometimes I just feel like if something's bothering me, I just like to say what's on my chest. I don't like I don't like people to feel like they're getting over. I don't like to feel like I'm getting disrespected or anything like that. You know what I mean? So I, I think, you know, I think it's because so for a long time I was that person who just like let it slide, let it slide, let it slide. Now I don't, you know, I slide. So I was at Kroger and I was in the aisle, like I was looking for like garlic paste or garlic tube. I have no idea what that fuck that is because I've never used that before. I usually just miss the garlic myself. So there was like some somebody there was a worker who came through the aisle. And like, he passed me, but I didn't really see him. Or I guess the customer next to me had flagged him down, like, hey, where can I find this? So he turned around to the customer, and he was like, oh, you can find this, uh, this, that, that, and the other. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, since you're helping people, because he did look kind of busy, I was like, since you're helping people, do you mind if I ask you a question? And he was like, no, ma'am, I can't help you right now. So I was like, oh, okay. And the way he said it, the way he said it was so rude, like it was just like, I can't help you right now. And the customer kind of was like, because he literally just asked the customer the question. So the customer, like, walks off. And I feel him because he doesn't want to be a part of that. Maybe he feels like, I'm going to be like, why did you answer his question? Customer leaves. And so at this point, I'm like, I'm watching him walk off. So finally, I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I want to follow you to see what you're so busy doing that you can't help me. Oh, so, no. I don't give a fuck. You can't help me right now for a while. Why can't you help me? She I know I actually had time. I came to Kroger for one thing. So it's like. At the end of the day, I'm going to find somebody to help you. If it's not going to be you, it's going to be somebody else. But while I'm looking for that somebody else, we're going to check it to see why you're so busy. So he walks to the aisle. He's walking. I could tell, like, he, he's looking around. And I think he kind of sees me at the corner of his eye. And now he's like, shit. Because now he realizes he's not busy. So he has a piece of bread. He puts the bread somewhere. And now he's walking around. I'm like, he walks, like, to one aisle. And then he walks, like, to one cash register. And then he sits, like, at the end of a cash register, like, he's bagging something. But nobody's in the aisle. And there's no customers. So I'm like, so you just didn't want to help me. 
like, what the fuck? I was like, now this is so rude. So I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, it is what it is. I'm not going to beg you for your assistance, okay? So then I went to another uh, employee, and I was like, do you know his name? Because, like, what is he doing? He's so busy. I just felt like that was so rude. He said he couldn't help me. And she was like, oh. And she said his name. She was like, him? And she's like, yeah. Sorry about that. But yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, it should be over there. And she, like, pointed me in the direction. So when I walked in that direction, I saw, like, a little black shirt, man. I'm like, oh, you the manager? And he's like, yeah. I was like, okay, you know what? Can you help me oh find gosh. this thing? Yeah, because because at this point, nobody, because it's like, you know, there's like minced garlic that comes in a jar, but it's actually like mm-hmm. garlic paste that you can squeeze out of a tube. Mm-hmm. Could not find it anywhere. So I'm like, I really want to use this. So I'm looking forward to finding the manager as the guy who's in the produce aisle. So I'm like, can you help me find this uh, garlic tube? He was like, oh, okay, yeah, I can help you. And I was like, actually, since I'm talking to you anyway, <laughs> Uh, um, no, because at this point, no, go ahead, go ahead, I don't go ahead. care. Because I just feel like it was so rude and no key. I'm not gonna lie, it was giving racism, and I don't like that. Oh, the like, um, the uh, associate was Caucasian. Yes. White. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie. Like in the city, it is like that does happen a lot. So it's like I don't like that. And on top of that, like it just feels like I don't know. You just feel kind of dirty, like when someone else witnesses it, because it's just like what the hell, you know. So then the manager was like, so I asked him, and this is where it gets kind of picked. <laughs> so I asked the manager, I'm like, so so-and-so, he, um, so I explained the situation. Before I even said, he was like, oh, him? He's like, man, he's, he tells me he has autism. So I was like, oh, okay, that's a bit different. But the way he says it was kind of like, I don't know why he said it in a way that was like, I don't know if he understands how autism works or whatever, but it was just like really, he was like, he, he started like, he made it sound like so many different things. Like he like called him like talent and all this other stuff or whatever. And I was kind of like, that's, that's not how that works or whatever. So then he kind of like started down talking him or whatever, which I felt like was just kind of rude. So he was like, and so that's just what it is. And he was like, and after saying all this stuff, I was kind of like, uh, okay. So I got the tube or whatever. So then afterwards I talked to my brother about it and I was like, dang, now I feel kind of bad, you know, about talking to the manager about it. But at the same time, I was like, the manager's explanation to me didn't even really do it for me. You know what I mean? Like, it's just mm-hmm. like, all you pretty much said was, oh, he's mentally challenged. And also, which he's not. I'm like, he, what you're saying is not because, I talked to my brother, he's like, he's not. I feel like the manager doesn't have, like, the um, knowledge of maybe, like, how the spectrum works. Yeah. Like, in my head, I was just like, because he was like, he, he doesn't, he was like, he's mentally challenged. He probably didn't understand your question. I was like, mentally challenged? No. Hmm. No, that's what I'm saying. So I, I was just <sighs> like, no, he didn't understand my question because, the other employee asked him the same question. And he was like, man, we're lucky if he even does anything, like if he's even working. So I'm like, at some point, I'm not gonna lie, take responsibility for your owner because what it sounds like is, and this is no shade, like it sounds like you you probably hired somebody who probably does have like a little bit of like, I don't want to say he's like a, a little bit racist, but he, I mean, he has a disability, but I feel like it's kind of that, but he doesn't know how to mask it. That's, that's what I get from it. So I was like, he's very like, transparent like if he doesn't like you if he doesn't want to talk to you he's just not going to you know what i mean but i feel like you you trying to disparage him and say it's because he doesn't understand words or he can't form a sentence yes he can I'm like i had a whole conversation with him and i watched him have a conversation with somebody else so in that whole situation i was just like it made me more mad at the manager than it made me at the employee but i talked to my brother about it and i was like well damn should i just stop even complaining in the first place like was i petty for even like escalating that situation to what it even was you know yes yeah you were. Yeah. in that moment i mean i understand like Maybe like I mean, the part where you followed him, that was petty. But I mean, okay. but okay, you ha- okay. it's okay though, because you wanted to see like, is he busy or not? Like, what's going yeah. on? 
and you actually saw and like then this happened Okay, let me explain the follow him part. So we were in the aisle. We were the only ones in the aisle. So he walked out the aisle and I walked out the aisle. But I was mainly walking out the aisle to find another employee who could help me. So when I walked to the aisle, we, I walked to the self-checkout and he walked to like the right Michelle, side. Michelle, okay. you, 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 you were doing like, you, you were trailing him. him. You were trailing yeah. him. I, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, follow him. I mean, because, you know, it's just you okay. You used the word like, following it. him. It's own okay. It. It's own okay. Own it's own okay. But yeah, I mean, I think I think it was petty just for the fact that it was Kroger. Like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like when I go to like, Walmart Kroger. I'm not expecting shit from these employees because you know what I'm saying? Like they paid us. Like I'm not mm-hmm. saying that I'm not justifying him getting being rude to you by all means, no. But you, you when you go to stores like that, you really can't expect shit from people versus like when you're going to like a high end store. If you were to walk in like Louis Vuitton or Dior or something, then it's a bigger issue, right? No, but um, still it's a grocery store. I like mean, just only be helpful. I mean, he'd be I mean, Michelle, at the same time, like if he said no, I think she just took that L. Like, why are you saying no? Know. That's not good customer service. I was not, Michelle. But again, she should have just took her L. Like, it's I the store. Can't, I can't call Michelle Petty because I almost did the exact same thing on Saturday. Paulette was my witness. You oh know, yeah, like, oh, I, but they just—they mm, were acting yeah. Up. That was it, it. It was racial profiling because I need to get something printed off. No one was at like I was at Office Max, Office Depot, one of them. I need to get something printed at the like printing station or whatever and the guy told me to use self-service but it was actually like something that it wasn't like an easy print yeah like, hey, are you able you to help me with this yeah it's like are you able to help me with this and then the guy was about to help me and then this white woman comes out of nowhere and was like oh we can have it to you by 2 p.m tomorrow and when I'm y'all like, y'all hold on when i heard that i thought they were talking to another customer so when I he like, walked over and told me no that was she was talking to me i'm like tomorrow i was like hey. no one was here <laughs> but then the crazy part is a white woman walked up was mm-hmm. trying to get help printing. And what did she do? I helped her and started helping her. Yes. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, in, in situations, it's different. Like, okay, for example, no. at no. the club, right? When I walked, I walked into the club, nigga was giving me all kinds of hell and talking about I can't do it. Because we were trying to, we were supposed to get into somebody's section. He was like, well, section is full. We can't let y'all in, right? He was like, I don't do, he specifically told the guy I was with, I don't do favors so y'all can move around. And I'm just looking like, and a white girl literally walked behind him and was like, he gave me my friend and he was like, hold on. So, I mean, again, I get it. But again, you should just took your L because it's the grocery but store. Like, that's like, not an L that's because that's cool. actually racial profiling. That, that's no. not cool No, at it's all, not racial. Was the customer he said was that, was that he helped no, Michelle with the white or black? No, for you. Yeah, they were white. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not talking about from, I'm talking about from Michelle. I went off on a man. I'm talking about Michelle. Yeah, like, but, no. No, they were white. Everyone in the situation, the only person who was black in that situation, in fact, the only person black in the store was me. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't because I honestly I don't think you were petty. Only thing I said petty was the trailing. But other than that, you weren't petty. Like I mean, sometimes things happen and you. That's need why to, I feel you know, like that was a petty notify. part, which makes the whole story petty. Sometimes so, things happen; it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth, and you just have to get it yeah, off your chest. You have to check it. I don't say yeah. You, you have, have to check to. certain things, or we're always yeah. going to be going through this shit. Like you, yeah. you cannot normalize this behavior. We need to normalize checking people where they got you fucked no, up. No, I okay. okay. So if she would have told the the man, okay, cool, right? That's not the pity part. The pity part for me was also her following him to figure trailing. out if he was busy trailing, or not. Trailing, trailing, <laughs> trailing. <laughs> if he was busy or not. Because again, I've worked in retail before, not groceries, but I worked in retail. But it's like I just need to make it to the back without nobody because I need to go to go take a break and. I, 30 people will stop you before you even, not saying that he was, but 30 mm-hmm. people will stop you before it's just like, I, I can't help you, bro. It's I crazy just, in those moments. I would just help you. I don't know, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. It's okay, let me ask y'all. Person. So I know that we've been talking about like racial profiling. And I don't know if y'all recently saw like today, um, uh, Tammy Rivera. Tammy. Girl. Yeah. 
Tara Rivera have I want posted. To feel her so bad until the end. I did not feel okay, her. Well, I did. Let me say it. Let me say it. Let Nikki get okay, so Tammy backstory. Rivera backstory. Tammy Rivera posted on her Instagram, and as you know, she's a very well-known person. Um, she was on Love and Hip Hop, right? Love and Hip Hop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was on Love and Hip Hop. She. I don't think she's with Waka Flock anymore, but you know, things like that. So she's very well known, and she posted that um, she was in. I think it was a CVS or a Walgreens, mm-hmm. and she went in to go get like a scarf, like a silk scarf. Well, Tammy, which I'm sure we're all guilty of, we have opened a product to see like what it looks like. And we may, we may or may not have the intention of buying it. So basically Tammy opened up the, the silk scarf and an employee saw her and they told her that, you know, you cannot open things. Yeah, you cannot open things. And I guess it may have escalated and they basically told her that she's able to leave the store. So Tammy proceeded to start a live video on her Instagram and basically call it racial profiling um, because they told her not to open a product without buying it. So, well, first and foremost, so she said that she went originally to buy like hydrocortisone or whatever, because she had just came back from a trip. And then she just saw things that, you know, when you walk in a store, you kind of see other things that you need. It's kind of like, okay, let me pick it up or whatever. So it's like she did open the scarf or whatever. And then I think where she got offended was the lady didn't say you can't open that. The lady said, stop, stop doing that. And she said she spoke to her like a child. And that's where she got offended. But and she was like, it's racially profiled, blah, blah, blah. Because she said when she walked in the store, she goes to that store all the time. Every employee knows her and she's never seen that girl before. But she said when she walked in the store, the girl had been following her for two, two, she changed her. She said two hours down three. Who knows? Lady had been following her for two hours. So, I mean, I, I don't know. Like Michelle said, I wanted to feel her so bad. I just couldn't because Tammy, you know how it looks when you're opening something in the yeah. store. If you you were caught red-handed and you yeah, just didn't like, want to because she was like, well, she was trying to treat me like a child. She didn't know I was going to buy it. I'm sorry, Tammy. I don't give a no, fuck. No, no. It's not even like, it's not like, you shouldn't have been opening it. Simple. Like, if I, if I not, you shouldn't. Like, you just got caught and you were embarrassed. That's yeah. what it is. We're all going to open stuff in the store. I've opened yeah. plenty of things in the store and didn't buy it, but you just got caught. But if an and employee like, would have saw me, I would have just been like, sorry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, like, Sorry, like nine times out of ten, that's what happens when you open the package before you buy it. It may not be what you want, you just put it back on the shelf. So it's CVS too. They are a stickler on that. So girl, read the room. Yeah, I think she should have but I will say that the the way she explained it, the 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 employee was Asian. So I think she did have like mm. a little she could have spoke to her in a better manner. Like the fact that she followed her was know. already off. But you know how, mm. you know, no. the fact that she followed her was already direct. off, but it's like, you should have stopped doing that. No, you don't stop doing it. You tell me like, Hey, if you don't have intentions of buying that, I wouldn't open that. Or you can't open that. That's how you talk to an employee. You don't, sorry. You talk to a, a consumer. You don't talk to anybody like they're a child or, you know what I'm saying? That's a grown ass yeah. woman that you're talking to. Like, don't, don't get your shit snatched up because if she was to walk up at that store, you can't do nothing about it. You know what I'm saying? You're not getting paid extra. So girl, no. So would you call that racial profiling? That she was following her, yes. I do call it racial profile okay. because I don't... Why the fuck are you following her in a CVS store? Again, but I don't was she, my employees be Or was she so trying to add context? Like, I don't know if she really was following. Well, she said, it on cam- she said it on camera while the girl was there and the girl didn't do... Then she didn't dispute nothing. The only thing that she disputed was she said, I'm not new. She said, I'm not a new employee. When she said that she was following her, the girl didn't say she didn't. 
So, I mean, I, I mean, I think she probably was following her. But I think that's the problem. That's the only thing I kind of had her back on because it's like, why the fuck are you following her? Don't follow. Don't. No. No, 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 no. That, that was absolutely yeah. wrong. They were both wrong in the party. Like, Tammy, you should have been. Because you gave her a reason. At this point, now you follow. She, she follow you. She saw you open Now you're giving her a reason to be like, oh, I knew it. You know what I'm saying? I knew this is why <laughs> I followed her. You know what I'm saying? Like. No, you shouldn't have opened it. Point blank. Yeah. Yeah. I think Tammy kind of, I think she boosted a little bit going on live and stuff like she that. She did. She did. Girl, what are you? And she thought people was gonna, She thought more people was going to be on her side. Like, what's going yeah. on? Why are you acting like, out girl, like this? Because here's the thing. People be forgetting, like, it, it's, it's more convenient to open it, right? But the right thing to do is buy it. And if you don't like it, return it. Simple. Like, I'm not, not opening it. If, I, if I'm buying something, I'm not opening it. <laughs> But yeah. you know, the funny part is I was reading the comments and someone was like, Tammy, people are dying. Literally. Like, no, literally. literally. <laughs> like, That's you have bigger fish to fry, <laughs> sweetie. He said people are dying. Girl. Who's <laughs> that? Okay. Um, let's see. Um, I, I don't know if y'all want to talk about it because I know this is a little sensitive subject, but... What? Um... Well, you know, they're not allowing Kyrie Irving to play anymore due to him not having his vaccination. Hmm. Are y'all okay with talking really? about that? Y'all want... I, think that that's, I think it's wrong. I'm not going to lie to yes. you. Like, this is just me coming from the perspective of being a healthcare worker. Mm-hmm. And have I have worked in the pandemic for the last two years now. And I do not agree at all with any type of Man, vaccine like mandate, mandate. Yeah. on anybody like mm-hmm. and i'm not and i'm not an anti-vaxxer that's even the crazy part yeah. about it but i am for what you your body your, your body choice is what, yeah. is what you want to do with your body right yeah um so i think it's wrong you know at the end of the day like i think that people should be able to have a choice and for you and like the crazy part is it's like what Kyrie is facing is what us as nurses Women. are facing yeah you know, oh, no wow. nurses like no nurses no and, and people working yeah, in healthcare true. period yeah everyone's starting to healthcare. enforce that yeah, so like mm-hmm. you're telling me now that I went to school, I obtained a degree with my heart on brain, money, everything, and you're now telling me that I'm not allowed to work in this field if I do not have a vaccine. But you were okay with sending me into this exact same field no, just no, a year yeah. ago with no vaccine, barely any PPE. I'm reusing N95 masks. I'm reusing gowns. And y'all are okay with that now. Yeah. Like you were okay with that then, but now you're not okay with this. So I just don't yeah. agree with any of it. And I stand by Kyrie. Kyrie, Same. if you don't want that vaccine, then that's Don't you. get it. Yeah. Right. I, I think that yeah. like, I agree 100% with Nikki. I think that, um, and I'm not an anti-vax either. I think, if you get it and you don't get it, whatever, cool. But I'm to shove it down somebody's throat, just to kind of force them to make that decision when it's, it's like, I think that's where the problem comes because it's like, it's not my decision to make. It's not that I don't want it, but now you're, it's not my decision to make. And that's a problem. Like, I don't know. I I definitely agree with what you said, Nikki, because even the other day, Joe Biden, I don't know, I forgot who he was talking to, but he, they pretty much asked him like, he pretty much basically said that healthcare workers who don't get the vaccine should be fired. And it, Nikki made yeah. a good point. But when there was no vaccine, we were the yeah, heroes. Exactly, we were on the front yeah. line. We was doing everything for y'all. But now, because there's a vaccine, I don't get it. Now you want to fire me. But just a year ago, I was a hero. And now, because I don't want to get a vaccine, now I should lose my job. Like, I think that, yeah. I don't even, I don't understand how they don't see it from that point of view. Like, like it's so weird I think, I think. To- it's Sorry. weird having someone to choose between the vaccine and their livelihood. I just don't understand yeah. that. Like, 
Like, Which, the vaccines has that much power. Like, why? You know what I mean? So, but I also feel like people need to make really smart decisions. Because, like, my uncle, he works yeah. in HR at a hospital. And they were ma- pretty much mandated that he had to get the vaccine. So he, him and his wife contemplated it. They thought about it. He was going to go somewhere else. But the end of the day, the way we're moving, who's to say he's going to leave that job and the next job he goes to isn't going to enforce a, a yeah. vaccine mandate in a month or exactly. two? So him yeah. and his wife made a decision. She's like, you know what? She's like, I really didn't want to get it. You really didn't want to get it. She's like, but when it comes to our livelihood and the way it's going, she's like, I'll go ahead and get it with you. My job's not yeah. making me get it. She's like, but as, as, a, as a wife, we can get it together. That way you can keep your job. And I'm just like, damn, like, People are literally saying they're leaving their jobs, but I'm just like, we don't know what it's going to be like in three, four, five, six months where it, yeah. it's just going to be the new normal. So it's kind of just yeah. like, it's putting people in a really bad predicament who don't want to get it, but it's like, at the, it's my livelihood. The only thing that I think, because um, I know the vaccine mandate for sports and all that stuff, I feel like, okay, if y'all want to have a vaccine mandate for that sport, that's cool. I don't think Kyrie has ever, has even come out and been like, fuck the vaccine mandate. He hasn't he said has anything it. like that. He said he's not anti-vax. Yeah. But my thing is, for one, you can't be, be, sorry, excuse me, but not taking one vaccine does not make you anti-vaxxer. Does not make you anti-vaxxer. I feel like that's a, an ignorant statement. I feel like those kind of blanket statements kind of discredit the va- this vaccine movement anyway, because it's just like, because you don't want to take one vaccine, you're anti-vaxxer. That's incredibly inaccurate. Yeah. But moving on past that point, um, I just feel like, it, to me, it's like, okay, Kari, y'all gave two decisions. It was like, either you get vaccinated or you don't play. And he's very much okay with not playing he didn't say forever just like right now he's not gonna play but i don't understand is people coming down being like you are so selfish you made a commitment to your team you made a yeah. he's a bad he needs to just fucking play basketball why are you trying to get into politics that's where i'm just like okay now now y'all getting kind of crazy you mean to tell me that this man said okay you know what I, he accepted his punishment or whatever consequence with it without argument without any kind of like rah-rah with it and now y'all are mad at him and you're telling him get the shot of this fucking play y'all are the ones that sound selfish as fuck i don't know his reasons and if he decides okay i want to do my own research and he wants to hold up in a house somewhere and do whatever he wants to do, that's up to him like i feel like y'all people these days feel so entitled to the, oh my gosh sports. Yeah. you do not own him if Kyrie irving is more he's walking away from millions of dollars what the fuck are you walking away from you're walking away from not being able to brag about a team if they don't win this year that's what the fuck you walk away from you feel like Kyrie owes it to you Kyrie doesn't owe you shit y'all need to get y'all's heads out of these entertainers yeah. and these athletes ass and live your own fucking life he does yeah. not have to get vaccinated to make you feel comfortable he doesn't have to make get vaccinated to make anybody else feel comfortable yeah. he didn't even come out and tell no one else to get the vaccine he himself right now is not feel comfortable taking it and whether or not where you feel about that decision what makes me angry is people feeling like he's selfish for deciding not to play yeah. basketball that is such a weird take yeah. but i'm like y'all are fucking weirdos i'm not gonna lie Weird so thing. a lot of the sports commentators that's that's their take like i know um um stephen a smith he made a comment he had he pretty he went down pretty hard on Kyrie, basically saying he said the same thing like you have an obligation to your team like when you signed this con even though the contract does not say you have to get a vaccination. But that was the point he was making. Like, when you sign this contract, like, you kind of are supposed to be there for your friends. It's a brotherhood. It's this, that. Is, I saw your friends, your, um, your uh, class. I say, child, who? Your teammates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a brotherhood. It's all this stuff. And it's like, you're, you're kind of robbing them from an opportunity to win the championship, which is a big deal. Obviously, if you win a championship, you get more money, so on and so forth. But um, that's where a lot of the like the backlash is coming from. I don't think it's because they feel like he's selfish because you're letting your teammates down. Like this is, you know, they got all these good trades. They got they're a solid team, which they've been a solid team, but they're a solid team. They have a chance at winning now. It's kind of just like, oh, you guys are kind of, you're 
you, Kyrie, as an individual, you're taking the opportunity from us. So I do agree with Michelle. I think that, like, people who are kind of saying that it is a selfish take as well, because even in his statement, when he did go on live, he was saying, like, listen, like, I'm a human being. Like, he was like, I only get one body. He was like, I don't live eat and breathe basketball like when I walk outside that gym there's still life outside of basketball mm. and I honestly and I also feel like I mean for him to make such a stand on it like Michelle said he's losing like I think 15 million dollars if not a little bit like 15 or 16 million dollars like if that if he feels like whatever it is is important enough to be like okay I'm gonna sit this much money out then you know what I'm saying I feel I feel him stand on that you know what I'm saying like I'm not gonna bet like once I walked away from that I made a solid decision like look I'm going to take this L and that's just something I got to deal with. And if I have to deal with the repercussions, that's fine. But like, this is my choice. This is my body. And I think people are upset mm-hmm. at him that he made a choice. And it's like, people are so like free speech, let people do them. But it's like, as soon as they make a choice, everybody be like throwing daggers at you, trying to make you feel bad for making that choice, trying to make, and I'm glad that he didn't decide. Like he's not like backing down on it. I feel him. Like, I think that's more of the, like the stance. Like, that's more of what, what what I agree with. Like, you you feel something, so you take that stand and don't back down no matter what the fuck anybody has to say. Because, again, everybody in the industry, anybody, everybody in the NBA, everybody who's a sports commentator is going to have something negative to say about it. Because Absolutely. it's like, they, they're going to live, eat, and breathe basketball. But it's that's like, bro, true. this is your body, bro. I just and hope they don't try to turn me. him. Yeah, that's true. I just hope they don't try to turn him into a Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Mm. My thing is, and so, because the thing about it is, like, I was like, I understand this is, like, so left field. This is very on brand for Kyrie Irving. Like, he... Has, he makes he has very controversial opinions like he is a free thinker he believes in like independent thoughts and ideas and all that other stuff and I think I've said it before like although I don't agree with a lot of things that he says I do commend anybody who has the guts to have an unpopular stand. opinion mm-hmm. you know so like I'm with that so this whole thing about crucifying him because it's not like he, if he was trying to say I want to play unvaccinated then I'd be like you know what no at the end of the day I yeah. feel that they set forth a mandate and you have a choice but he's not saying that so now I'm just like so I kind of feel everyone who says okay is it a choice or not because if he has a choice why are y'all berating him for a choice that he made <laughs> about his own body like move on yeah. like he did if y'all so, so mad that you want him to play tell him lift the mandate if not I mean everyone's no one has an issue with it. Move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But it's crazy because I actually had, I had talked to Jory today and I asked, I was like, um, I asked her about job mandate. Like I was like, if your job asked you to do a vaccination, you know, like how would you kind of go about it or how would you go? Like, and I don't know. It's, it's so weird because like, as I'm kind of like trying to sift through the job field or whatever, that's what I see is a lot of like, you have to have a, um, a vaccination. You don't have to make, and I was asking my sister about it cause she's a doctor and she's vaccinated so she was like oh you know it wasn't a big deal for her i think she got it before she even got the job or whatever the case may be but she was like are you against it or whatever and i was like no it's not the fact that i'm against it it's just like i want the decision to be mine whenever it you know what i'm saying whatever i don't want the decision to be taken from me that's really all it is like i don't want to have to do it because somebody else said to do it i want to move on my own terms like and this and that so i just i don't know it's just a weird situation because that's it's like a weird transition that like us as a nation like this is what we're going through it's kind of just like damn like your livelihood your body, your choice, you know what I'm saying? Like all these choices are literally just ge- being snatched from us from fucking the whole um, abortion laws to now, you know, to now this, even though it's a two different complete things, it's just a wide spectrum of like, we're not being able to have choices to do things with our own body. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just weird. I just think at this point, um, I, I'm not going to lie. Like for, I can speak for the nursing uh, perspective. They are losing a lot of nurses due to, um, vaccine mandates yeah. and i don't when they fired all those can, new york health care workers yeah so. and i do not think that we can afford that like they already say nursing that's such a, a low a, a shortage but now you're telling me you can afford for oh shit 
sorry, oh, now you're telling me that you can afford to let go of people just due to a vaccine. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy because I was at a work conference all last week. And for the most part, like everybody there was, was vaccinated. So I think out of the 400 people who were at the conference, like maybe 12 of us had masks on. And I had a mask on because why not? You know what I mean? And I feel like for people, some people in the healthcare field, they feel like, you know, they're ready to get back to like dealing past COVID. And I, and I do agree in a sense, like for those who, everyone who didn't really deal with COVID on a daily basis, but is in healthcare in some aspect, for them, they're like, I just want to move on. And the only way we can move on is if people get vaccinated. But I'm just like, we still have to give people the choice. I think that's really yeah. what the, key, the key thing is, is we have to give people the choice. Yeah. But is there any, does anybody know if there's any way like, a, like not around it? Cause I'm not encouraging people yeah, to not religious, get vaccinated. Religious but like, uh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I think there are some places don't take, some, some people don't even take, it. some people don't take them. So yeah. some people will accept their religious and medical. Cause like, so the thing is, so medically, if you have a anaphylactic reaction to the flu vaccine, the COVID vaccine is contraindicated because they're basically saying that more than likely you will have an anaphylactic reaction to the COVID vaccine as well. Um, so you are able to get exempt in those situations, but not everyone accepts it. So it's just going to depend mm-hmm. on your employer or who you're trying to give it to. But I think Abbott just ruled that in Texas, they're not allowed to have vaccine mandates. They're, yeah, they're not, but there's the healthcare system still do. Like yeah. Baylor, oh, Baylor yeah, Scott and White. They'll Baylor, make Scott it an individual company choice. But ain't that yes. so contradictory Decision, of him, sorry. though? Like, isn't that so contradictory? Like, oh, we're not going to yeah. ma- make a mandate that you have to get the vaccine, but we're going to yeah. mandate that women can't have abortions. Like, bro, that is so Yeah, I don't give a fuck what, what Abbott says. I'm not, I'm not applauding him for that, even though I'm against uh, vaccine mandates. I'm not applauding him for that because at the end of the day, you don't give a fuck about women. About people, no. yeah. Right. About so, people in general. Like, so you're just, that's all for you. He, that's just for his own agenda, yeah. And speaking of the agenda in Texas, I did want to um, talk about, or I'm going to play a clip shortly about Condoleezza Rice. So she recently spoke about how she um, is against critical race theory being, being taught in schools. I know last episode we talked about how a lot of times people will use a black woman to say things that white people would be problematic saying, and I feel like this is one of those instances because I feel like as soon as Condoleezza Rice started talking, all of a sudden all the white women decided, oh, now we could chime in because, oh, I actually have statistics. But I'm going to let y'all hear because I don't want to misquote her, but I'm only going to pay like 30 seconds because she was talking. I'm going to take a moment to talk about the whole issue of critical race theory and what is oh not being taught. Uh, I come out of an academic uh, institution and uh, this is a something that academics debate, what is the role of race and so forth. And let me be very clear. I grew up in segregated Birmingham, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't go to a movie theater or to a restaurant with my parents. I went to segregated schools till we moved to Denver. Mm-hmm. My parents never thought I was going to grow up in a world without prejudice, but they also told me that's somebody else's problem, not yours. You're going to overcome it and you are going to be anything you want to be. And that's the message that I think we ought to be sending to kids. One of the worries that I have about the way that we're, we're talking about race is that it either seems so big that somehow white people now have to feel guilty for everything that happened in the past. I, I don't think that's very productive. Or black people have to feel disempowered by race. I would like black kids... So I just want to say you could have just stopped before she I just want to say Connelisa Rice you're a liar because yeah. you are the same age of like our parents or my parents at least and my mom did her desegregation happened when she was 3 
So please stop. <laughs> oh saying, my God. Please stop. I thought saying this was going you, somewhere else. She grew no, up like, in so, that era. Yeah. So please stop saying you grew up and you couldn't go to the movies. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Okay. Mm. Well, no, I'll say that although I think, um, segregation did happen in like like what the 60s or whatever desegregation it did take a while for every school to implement this because no, even at, I agree, in dallas schools in dallas um schools in dallas were still segregated up until the 1990s so everyone had their own little role so i don't want to discredit her to that nature because i will say if you look into dallas's racist history we had segregation all the way up until like 1992 so i mean it's very That's much true. possible but yeah on to your point sorry I just, I feel like at the end of the day, so you're telling, we're, the thing is with um, the critical race theory, this is not to say that the Caucasian people of today's age now have to, uh, have to pay for the sins of the past. No, this is basically saying that we still have to learn about the past but- and we still have to understand what got us to this point that we're at now and why there are still issues going on in the judicial system in all these like how why it's made up the way that it is so Mm -hmm. that's the reason why people are talking about critical race theory needing to be taught especially like in a public school system private schools they can do whatever they want but public schools if y'all want to talk about the four founders of this country then you need to talk about the the foundation of the four founders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, Absolutely. And, and this is why when I first saw this, I was like, this is bullshit. Honestly, I could even get to it. No reason I kept listening. Cause I was like, let me just give her the benefit of the doubt. Cause I, I want to believe this woman ain't just talking on her neck, but this is why I feel like it's bullshit. And I don't know y'all's experience in the classroom, but I very much remember growing up, that history section about slavery, it was so uncomfortable, okay? Very. As a black woman, even as an African, to hear about slavery, to hear about them yeah. go into so much detail about, like, the poverty in Africa, about the... the everything they? that people No, no my they thing didn't. Is, did my they thing really is, go into detail? No. That's not no, no, part. Surface no, that's, what, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Not saying detail, but just, I mean, as far as, like, I'm not saying like I'm biased. I'm just talking about as far as like how you feel as a black person hearing it. All you're going to hear is the negative part. Like even as far as the struggle growing up, as far as like the education gaps in African, African Americans that you hear about Jim Crow, but you don't hear about it as far as like, Oh, white people implemented this. It was kind of a thing that just happened and black people suffered from it, but it was just like, you don't really know. So it is very awkward as a black person. If you're sitting in a room where you are the minority, you're going to feel bad, even though it's not your fault, but they don't really say that. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, why is it okay for black people to grow up feeling bad and almost ashamed about their history? Yeah. But it's but just like, in actuality, we had to protect white, white, people. white people can't feel uncomfortable. They white need people, to and it's your actual fucking history. You know, I don't, you don't want to make us feel bad, but it's just like, okay, you learn about slavery and the triangular trade and about how many people died about what it was like and about people getting raped but you don't even hear about okay slavery was a thing that was like um was america that happened in america and that people in america were so racist that people in south africa studied the races in in america and learned how to implement it in other parts of the world you don't hear about colonialization like down to like how it really disenfranchised communities for years and years and years and how like communities today are still suffering from things that happened back then all you know is oh africa's a third world country but why why is it a third world country? You know what but I mean? not even just that. Like, you know the reason why... I mean, sorry. Race Africa theory is not is a country. Important. Let me just say that. It's a continent. Continent. But you know why it's actually important? Because some people are learning about history on iPads, while others are learning about history from outdated editions from 10 years ago that are barely mm-hmm. still standing together. 
You know, there you we have to look at some school districts why they have a 40% graduation rate while others have 99%. That's why it's important to learn about these type of things because regardless yeah. of the fact of whatever y'all want to say, if y'all want to say that the white people now don't need to pay for the sins of the white people in the past, regardless the implementation and the rules and the segregation that was put into place in the past and the racism and the um what is the what is the word uh uh, systemic what is it systemic y'all know the word i'm talking about Uh systemic racism but it's like more so geared towards like education well, oh. the systemic educational disadvantage, whatever you yeah, want to call it, yeah. that is due to the past, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's so hard. It's so deep now that it's so hard for generations on generations of family to even get out of these type of situations. Exactly. But yes, these things need to be taught. Sorry, Condoleezza no. Rice. I'm sorry. You can say that you you can say that you grew up in segregation, but at the end of the day, you know why you're still privileged? Because you're educated. You know why we're all still privileged on this edu- on this podcast because we're educated. educated. We still might be black, but we're educated. And no, yeah, we cannot say that for everybody. And the thing about it, is even when she says, "Oh, she doesn't, she doesn't want black people to feel disempowered," it's just like, you know what makes black people feel disempowered when you feel like you're so you water it down. Yeah, you know, or you're such a disadvantage, and you're not given that transparency to understand why. Like I remember right. somebody said something like last year where it was just like, well, black people, we need to get up and get it. We need to get up and get it. And it's just like, I hate when people say stuff like that because it's like a coded way to say that black people have not gotten up and got it. When it's just like, there are so many times in history where black people started these big communities. They were like and we're wealthy, from influential them. people. And white people came and burnt it all down to the ground. Even here in Dallas, in Oak Cliff, they went and went over there and knocked all those houses down with black communities, made them move out because they were just, and built up like shacks for them to move into. Like things like that, when you look back and you're just like, okay, this is what builds that disparity between black and white people. This is what, this is why white people have generational wealth and black people mm-hmm. now we're paying that black tax but we're starting from scratch. That's what empowers people. When you have that knowledge, you know where to start with. You exactly. Know, okay, you know what? This what is you're what working fault, against. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But instead, it's just like, and it allows people to feed into that narrative where people are like, okay, when you we're see lazy. a room with no you're lazy. You see everyone with yeah. no diversity and you're thinking, oh, well, that's because black people don't try hard enough. No, it's because no. racism is literally it's just, into the system. Yeah, the system is designed to like make us fail. So yeah, no. I, I And I feel like it, there's nothing wrong with, I feel like honestly, and this is not to sound like any kind of way it's it's not white people feeling bad is really not a bad thing i feel like that's really where reparations come from is because white people feel bad because and we deserve reparations i'm not going to feel bad at any time in this lifetime for wanting reparation for what my ancestors went through i'm never going to feel bad for that and i'm never going to feel for bad i'm never going to i don't give a fuck if a white person feels bad like they need to feel bad i'm sorry they do because it's like bro we're still going through the shit now today if it was completely eradicated that'd be one thing but no we still go through that shit too it's like bro and how do you keep people who have sympathy that get an off this, that, that's what's just gonna start moving. You know what I'm saying? The people are that have been in office till date have not had any kind of sympathy. That's why nothing has moved for African Americans. That's why there's been no reparations. That's why it's like the system is still designed for us to fail. Like all these things have not moved because there's nothing been progressive in this industry and sorry in the in the in politics versus like if somebody was to have true genuine sympathy, maybe things would start to shake. Maybe things will start to progress. Maybe things will start to move. But it's like no. So why people do need to feel like a bad? What? Yeah, that's like Germany being like, oh, we're not gonna teach you about the Holocaust because we would hate for these Germans to start feeling like they murderers out here when it's just like we're not finna Nigga, rewrite y'all history. Are murderers, y'all feel like, yeah, <laughs> okay. like you. 
<laughs> but yeah, like we can't rewrite history just because y'all look bad in it. Yeah, and uh, honestly, <laughs> somebody even said something about facts. I'll, facts, this Michelle, is, facts. Um, somebody said something about like when people even teach history, they always teach it from like like a black person's perspective, like to make like oh like woe is the black person, but they never taught it as like the white yeah. people are the villain. You know what I'm saying? Like they literally like because yeah. again the system like. Education is very much so watered down when it comes to slavery. When it comes to like, it's very much so watered down, and it's always just like, okay, the black person went through so much, they went through so much. Feel sorry for black people, but they never taught it as if like, white people, you're fucking yeah. evil. Look what the fuck <laughs> I was really doing. They never teach it from a white person's perspective, and I don't understand that. But whatever. It's like slavery happened, and then some people came along and abolished it, and yay for them, clap for Abraham, and welcome the Declaration of Independence. Yay. Okay, y'all, now we're going to learn about um, Texas history. Like, that's literally it. That's the scope of it. And now it's like, they're trying to say MLK is too problematic to teach. So I'm like, y'all can all go to hell. Um, I used to always say Boosie's uncancelable. Y'all can cancel him because after he said that to Lil, Nas, like he literally asked Lil, said if Lil Nas X commits suicide, he'd be doing the world a favor. I thought somebody, I thought that was a fake tweet. He actually tweeted that. Lil Boosie, you can go to hell. At this point, cancel him as quickly as possible and um, free Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle is free. Like, what are you saying right now? <laughs> free him from the shackles um, of the LGBTQ community who keeps wanting to get him canceled. <laughs> Okay, it's okay. So he actually that? did a. He did it. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> and it's day. Joy said it. Sorry, guys. Like, you know what's crazy? I feel like out of everybody on this podcast, Jory says the most problematic shit, and she gets away with it. <laughs> no. She really does. What do she I really does. She really says no. the most problematic shit. No, I know. No, she does slide through. Girl, Boy, the man. proof is in the edits. But even even last, I'm the most problematic. That's cap. You know, I didn't say them. I didn't say you're the most problematic. I say you say the most problematic shit on the podcast, and that is a fact. You actually do. Um, but I don't see an issue with Dave Chappelle. <laughs> no, I don't see. You know what either? But when I listened to it, the first time I listened to it, I, I'm not gonna lie. I listened to be offended because I, I saw people said it was offensive. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Let me actually see what they said he was offensive. And I was listening to it. I was like. Now, Dave, I will say, Dave, you were intensely offensive. And I felt like he was intensely offensive because he was trying to drive home a point. But in my head, I was like, I mean, it has to come with consequences because I can't speak to that group of people. I'm not trans, so I can't speak to how they may feel about that. But if they choose to feel offended, then it is what it is. You know what I mean? But I will say that um, Netflix does have a plethora of shows to watch. So I think that... It's Thank you. Because like, people been saying y'all ain't have an issue when uh, what was that that little raunchy show with the kids in cutie pies or whatever. Y'all ain't well, Family Guy. Family Guy is so fucking racist. I've been but saying not that. Even, I think to to, to Dave Chappelle's to Dave Chappelle's point, like we're this is a man who we're coming off of. Like he had a show in the '90s, early 2000s about called the Dave Chappelle Show when he was poking fun at African American history, poking fun at, at slavery, poking fun at. Um, you know, segregation and how people were racist and, and you know what I'm saying, how black people sometimes look like and nobody said anything about that. So when we're we're on we're on the opposite end of the butt, you know what I'm saying, then it's like it's not a big deal. But anyways, yeah. child. That's another topic for another I, day. I think he I think what he was hoping to do was get to a point where I mean people can like make jokes and it be like not no, I don't know. Like, you know how, like, I feel like at first, like, I'm not gonna lie, as a black person, sometimes I, I may get easily offended, as you can tell from my Petty Chronicles. Sometimes I do see things out of a black lens or whatever. So I feel like maybe he was trying to say, you know what, I feel like a lot of people are scared to speak about the LGBT community, but I am an ally. And I'm gonna, I'm going to make an effort to include them in my jokes because I joan on everybody. So I want to join on them too. 
But I feel like, I, I, I mean, me watching it, I did feel like he, it was a bit heavy handed. But I think towards, if you watch all the way to the end of his documentary, I think he rounded it out and it was clear that he wasn't trying to intentionally offend anybody. And if you were actually paying attention, I think he had like a, a message. Now, I feel like that well, message just wasn't received and I feel like they have every right not to receive it. But I don't know if it's something that I agree that he should be canceled for. I would say that. I don't know if it's a cancelable offense. I, I didn't so. watch it, so I can't even make that those comments. Oh, so. okay. Yeah. But oh, yeah, I did. I did, and I, I definitely agree. Like, I just feel like people people saw past the point of what he was actually trying to make. And maybe rightfully so. I think that people are so on edge nowadays. Yeah. Like, whenever it comes to anything that has to do with sexuality, when it comes to anything that has to do with race. So sometimes, like, especially if it's um pertaining to your sexuality or your race sometimes you can you can be blinded by you know things and like overlook what they're actually trying to say so it's unfortunate i mean at the end of the day like i dave Chappelle would not be canceled in my period um, as for me in this household yeah he won't be canceled i mean so and that's not to say i don't support the lgbtq community but he's just not canceled because like I said, I can see past what he was actually trying to say. Yeah. Again, and we've said it on this podcast before. I do feel like a cancel is a person by person basis. So if you want to cancel him on your home, I'm not going to judge you for that. I just, I just expect for you not to judge me for not canceling him because you have your reasons as do I, you know? So yeah, cause Michelle ain't canceled toy lanes. <laughs> I, I haven't canceled his music. I just can't. canceled him. That was Jory. I don't care. I said what I said. Drake has Jory, we know you don't care. Yeah. Drake ain't care. I'm just kidding. Like I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're not going to get into that because, again, that's a whole other topic for another day. <laughs> but, yeah, we're going we're gonna to switch gears here. We're actually talking about something completely different that has nothing to do with anything we just talked about. But we're going to get into the topic. So I kind of want to talk about we're all women here. I kind of want to talk about womanhood growing up, like, from when you were a kid to now, like kind of how the transition in women has really changed and kind of shaped the women we are today. So with that being said, I did want to ask y'all, like, at what point did you realize like you were stepping into womanhood? And for me, let me just, I guess, um, answer first. For me, um, I think it comes in stages. It just kind of depends. For me, it was definitely when I started my period. Cause I thought like I was just going to be the most mature thing in the world. I, well, I'm mature now that I had a period. And then two, it was when I moved out of my parents' house and started paying my bills. So those are my two different, two different. Oh, and then at one point when I started, when I had baby fever, I was like, oh shit, like what the fuck? That was definitely like, okay, this is, this is, this is a phase I mean- coming up in life. For me, like I guess a womanhood, because I definitely had two different points for a womanhood and adulthood. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like definitely like adulthood was more so like being independent, paying my bills, things like that. But I think womanhood. Ooh, I feel like womanhood was probably like in my mid 20s. Whenever I really feel like I stepped into it and I think it would. It was probably centered kind of around like love, a sexual relationship, just like really realizing how big sex actually is, you know, Mm -hmm. and how big of a role that truly plays in your life. Um, So, yeah, I'd probably say like maybe like my mid-20s, maybe like 23, 24. 
I give it 25. I say 25. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know. I don't think I've ever really just realized when it was. Yeah. Realize it. Even I asking mean, that question, I kind of was just like and thinking as I answered. I'm trying to think. I don't know, but I know I'm there now. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know, exactly. I don't know. I don't know what changed along the way. I feel like just womanhood, like, what does that even mean? Like, not saying that I don't know, but I feel like it just encaps like so much stuff. It's like, it's, yeah. it's like your life in general, but at the same time, it's just like you juggling so much as a woman, like making sure you're straight, making sure you're alive. Like, I don't know. I can't really put like, I don't know when it happened, but I'm here and I love it. Okay. So let's cut it back to like your childhood, right? Obviously. Okay. Yeah. Let's cut it back to your childhood. So did anybody like outside of school teach you about sex, maybe a menstrual cycle? Did anybody teach you about things that come with being a woman? Outside of school. Because I remember when I was in school, I did get that. We took that 30-minute class about sex, about how how to insert a tampon and um, the pad, all this stuff. I don't think I got that. Which I think I I I saw that. It was in fifth grade. Fifth grade, yeah. It It wasn't even, I'm not going to lie, it wasn't even about how to insert Mm -hmm. a tampon, but it did say like... it was a video and it, it specifically was t- talked about the woman body and how she does have three holes. Cause I thought at one point it was just one hole, right? Like one hole, everything Wait, goes out. Three holes. So you have your asshole, your pee hole and your actual vagina. Like the Technically cool. we have like four, but I mean, we'll leave it at that. Oh, uh, I just didn't think about it. What's the yeah, fourth cause one? You have, Cause you have two different tracks. So you have a, oh. <laughs> you, have, uh, you have a track that you, <laughs> I feel you. Talking about your urinary tract and then your, um, yeah, where you actually like have a baby come from. So it's like, it's like, you know, it's two different holes technically. That makes but sense. Okay. that exposes out. Yeah, true. I mean, okay. But, yeah. um, we did, so we did think- it was like a 30 minute thing though. It wasn't like, you I guys. never got that though. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. remember it. I don't, don't remember when I they separate the girls and the boys. Yeah, it was in fifth grade. I yeah. I mean, I mean parents had to sign for a consent form and you watched it. Like 30 I mean, I maybe definitely I watched it. Maybe a mom. Sorry. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, sorry. Okay, Paula, what you're talking about, I feel like I watched something like that. At that point, I had already started my cycle. I, when I remember when I was younger and they separated us, it was to like watch a movie about STIs and STDs and shit like that. But mm-hmm. for me, I don't, it's not, my mom. It went over everything necessarily didn't talk to me about it i think i was just a very observant child so i think like when we would go to the grocery store like i would see her pick up pads and tampons but i also had a friend who started her cycle in the third grade and it was like a big deal because who like in the third grade playing basketball so i think like having a friend who started so early or whatever and then kind of just being aware of like my mom going to the store and buying pads like i kind of had an idea so she maybe kind of talked to me about it. I maybe think I was expecting it. But when it happened, like, my mom definitely walked me through it, explained to me, like, little t- tips and tricks. Like, oh, it's best to wear black underwear. It's best to wear these. Type of- like, so when it happened, like, she definitely walked me through it. But I think I kind of already was aware. I don't think I ever had anything at school, like, tell me this is going to happen. I think I just kind of mm-hmm. picked up on it. Yeah. yeah. I can't mom, imagine having a period did. in third grade. Yeah. Oh, no. That's crazy. The kids are having their cycle younger and younger. My little cousin. Yeah. Is- Third, fourth grade, she's also about to start. And I'm just like, dang, like, it's yeah. happening younger and younger. Yeah, I think I started when I was in the fifth or sixth grade, probably the yeah. sixth. My niece's period started in fifth grade. Um, and I was like, I started in seventh I mean, to grade. answer the question, oh, you know, I started at 12. I don't know how old. Well, I don't know what yeah, grade it is. I just know I started at 12. Um, but to answer your question, that's why I said, oh, shout out to my older sister. Because my older sister is basically, like, five years older than me. And she's who I went to for everything, like, related to, like, sex my period, all the things. Like, of course, my mom, like, helped me, but she, like, kind of breezed over it. I'm not going to lie. And my older sister, she was, like, godsend. 
because she helped me with everything. That was a person I went to for anything. And so, yeah, I don't know where I would be without her in regards to that. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I didn't get a period class. I did it. Like, I didn't get, like, again, the, the video, I do remember it's talking about the, the woman body having three holes, whatever. But I do remember, like, and, and bless my mom, because, again, she did the best she could with four girls. But she didn't tell me shit about a period. And uh, even when I got my period, like, I literally remember starting it. And, like, because I went to the bathroom and I was like, what is this? And I just kept it moving. Like, I was a kid, so I just kept it moving. I was like, eh, whatever. And then when I got home, I showed her. And she was like, oh, this is your period. You're just going to have to wear these. And she handed me some pad, and that was that. So I was like, okay. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't just like, I, I, I didn't know what it was for. I don't know. She was just like, I think she said that you just become a woman. That's, that's literally what she said. And that was it. And so even though I had an older sister, and she just was like, yeah, just make sure you stay clean because you don't want to stink. And I remember her saying that, and that, that literally was it. Like, I never, like, knew anything about a period afterhand or beforehand. Like, whatever I kind of went through, I kind of just figured it out. Like, the whole black underwear thing, like, never heard that, nothing. Yeah, I'm just so, like, this is my first time hearing that, but... Because the way yeah, I was mom wearing khaki me, pants, like... <laughs> no, because the thing about black underwear is, like, khaki if you have an accident, if you're wearing a pad, it's harder for it to soak through to the next layer of clothes because yeah. it's black. It, absor- it absorbs more. So that's yeah. why mom always told me to wear black underwear. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. I don't even think I was obser- that observant as a kid to just, like... I mean, well, you're an only child, so I guess it's a little bit different. But, yeah, I don't think I was that observant to where I was just paying attention to, like, what my mom was... You know what I'm saying? Like, I never ever really just paid attention that much but yeah i never got the whole class the class to talk for my mom i never got yeah. any of that like yeah. even the sex talk i didn't get that either like mm-hmm. the sex the yeah. you know i would say i think in my household i think i do have an older sister who's three years older than me i think my mom kind of relied a lot on her to like teach her stuff like that you know my mom when i tell you we never had that conversation like we never did i think really? um yeah, I think when I was in the seventh grade, I think I remember, like, I started my cycle, but I think it was, like, heavy, actually, because I think somebody must have saw me and was, like, like, told me to go to, like, the nurse's office, because I guess I had, like, stained, because I was, like, what? I thought I was dying, bro. I'm, like, what the hell is this? Like, because I think, like, I watched the video, like, in fifth grade, but they didn't really, like, go into, like, detail. Like, I don't think it was, I don't, now that I'm thinking about it, it I don't think surface it was, like, of a, like, it just introduced even, the idea to us. Yeah. I don't even know if they went into like the menstruation cycle. I don't think ours was like women only. I remember oh, they yeah. said they said separate the girls and the boys, but they talked about like teeth brushing and like it was like a whole mm. like little thing. I think they focused a little bit about like women and sexuality and what to expect. But like, oh, you're gonna have breasts and you may have this and that. And they didn't really go into detail. So I think I went to the nurse's office and she was like, oh, no problem. They gave me like new jeans and then they like gave me some stuff and all the other stuff. But I remember even going home like I remember feeling like so embarrassed. I didn't even want to tell my mom about it. Yeah. And then I think, like, a few days later, I went, like, ransacked her bathroom and found, like, pads and stuff like that. But I mean, my mom never had that conversation. But I think my sister kind of helped me, like, guide through that. But I think, like, my mom, she just, like, I don't know. I guess she just never thought about it. Maybe in her head, she yeah. just thought, like, oh, you have a sister. You know what I mean? And yeah, you can have yeah. a conversation with her. See, so. me, when I started, it was set eighth grade. I started late. And it was track practice. And I remember my dad used to pick me up from school. So I, I remember I was very like ashamed. I was not talking really. So I called my mother and my mom literally had to talk to him and he got everything together. But as soon as she got home, my mom taught me everything. She even taught me like to have something in my bag, like my backpack, just like just in case something happened, always carry extra underwear just in case you have a, like it was a lot. My mom went into full detail and like, honestly, gems. But your mom is also a nurse, right? Mm-hmm. But she yeah, became a nurse later. She's just, that's just my mom. I'm my only da- daughter. So once that happened, she was like ready, like, okay. Because so. hmm. now I'm thinking, like, I wonder if that, that experience was different from my older sister. Like, you know, having mm. a first daughter that, you know, had yeah. that issue versus, like, me. And even my younger sister, I wonder if that experience was different from them. Because it's like, 
y'all are a lot younger, you know. Yeah, I'm sure it was, though, because I'm not going to lie. I feel like it was definitely different for my older sister, probably mm-hmm. because she was the first daughter, and probably for my younger sister, the youngest, because she was, like, in the house by herself at that point, mm-hmm. you know? So I feel like my mom probably went about it differently, but I think she just did rely on the fact that I had an older sister and things like that, so. All right, so um so when okay when you lost your virginity like who was the first person you told like do you think and you do think they gave you good advice or in that moment were you still kind of confused or how did you navigate through that area what advice i was confused (laughs) i low-key felt like nothing i don't even want to tell you how i felt but like i was confused well why do you think people think wearing pads at a certain age is childish yeah, because you know it's a whole Twitter debate right now. It's like, a whole Twitter like, debate. So I want to say, do y'all prefer tampons or pads? Like, which one do y'all prefer? Pads. I yes. use both. I and use then I'll pads. use a tampon if I'm going out with, like, a liner. But, like, other exactly. than that, I really don't wear um, tampons like that. Pads. How about I prefer no period at all? That part. No, yeah, honestly, that's what I prefer. My, my cycle is just so heavy that sometimes I just have to wear both just to... Yeah, same. Really? At night, I definitely. I at night, I definitely have. To oh my gosh! Like, do you sleep in like the fetal position, or do you just sleep regular? I don't remember. I don't recall. Probably the. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever yeah, makes I, me comfortable. You gotta sleep a certain way yeah. to make sure nothing just you know. Oh, I see, no, I don't. I put a towel down on my bed when I'm. Wow. On my see, I've never had. You never know because if you, t- it's not even about like it being too heavy. If you turn a certain way and your pad gets a little stuck somewhere to your yeah, to your butt yeah. or to your panties. You'll fuck around and fuck up your sheets and not know. So I always have to well. Let me down. say this: This is a gym. I, I mean, and this is probably uncomfortable, but I've gotten so used to it at this point. This is a gym. My aunt taught me is, you know, you just take some tissue, toilet paper, you roll it up, and like kind of like wrap it into like a little taco, and you stick it between your butt cheeks. So that way, like, let's say that you were to, like, possibly like. Mm-hmm. through or anything like that it catches it so i actually don't really ever worry about bleeding through because yeah i've been doing that since i was like in my teens never, i've never had to adjust how i sleep i'm not gonna lie but i also when i when i did have period or when i when i'm on my period i would um wear like super tight like boxers or like um mm-hmm. like volleyball shorts you know just yeah. kind of like hold everything in place because there's just no way yeah see on my heavy day i have to sleep in the fetal position because like mm-mm. i'm trying to think i think when i first started Accidents, my cycle man. i definitely always use pads but then i remember mm-hmm. when i was yeah. in eighth, eighth grade going into ninth grade i had tried out for the dance team and i was on my cycle or whatever and they pretty much were saying let it be known for tryouts like do not wear a pad do not wear granny panties like you guys need to use a tampon they pretty much was just like if y'all never use a tampon come talk to us because we do not want to see no panty lines at the dance tryout and I was like, that what? is so crazy. Yeah, it was so crazy to me. No, and there was like five or six crazy. of us who had never used a tampon before. And they were like, yeah, you need to use a tampon because we don't want to see no panty lines. What's wrong with out. panty lines? I don't no, know. They're actually kids. crazy. Y'all are yeah, literally crazy. I, I don't know. <laughs> but so even we have in to wear that, thongs on your period? That's what they were telling you to do? I mean, no, I guess in the uniform, they didn't want it to come show through, but I, that was just for the trials. Oh, because they do have, like, the, the underwear cut with the pantyhose, so that's why they don't want their underwear showing outside. I don't even think it's the panty lines. I guess I don't think they want their, so you their underwear it. showing oh. outside. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Which so makes I sense, think, but that's why. still, but, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I, I've always been... That. Yeah, I, I think... I, I didn't even um, start... I use tampons to this day. I'm not gonna lie. I use tampons to this day, even though I know it's not, like, the natural thing to do. 
but and, and I'm not even going to go into because the debate is whether it's clean, what's clean or what's not clean. And I'm not going to go into that because I feel like as women, we all know how to clean and be hygienic either fucking way. That's what's I mean, weird that, to me. It's, just, it's always going to be a, not saying messy, but a little, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's normal. It's blood, like, yeah, why are y'all even normal. having a debate about that? That's so weird to me. In front of yeah. men. How embarrassing. But <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, because I'm like uh, people because one girl, I did see her tweet and I was very confused about it. But she basically was saying like. The way when she's like, the way y'all stick a tampon in y'all, act like y'all are not on y'all's period, like that's weird to me. And I'm just like, that what? I, and then somebody came back and was like, nah, the way I was just sitting y'all's blood is weird to me. And I'm just like, bro, honestly, like I don't understand again What's what the debate going on? is. I think that as women comfortable, whatever, for sure. And not only that, like as women, everybody, I'm not gonna say everybody, but a lot of women nowadays know how to be extra hygienic on during that day, during that week. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like it's I don't so- understand, like why as we women to, can we we'll never have peace in we'll never have yeah. peace. Menstrual we'll never have t- peace, table talk like what is this like bro. yeah i think it's definitely changed can't me, even though. bleed in peace right <laughs> it's definitely changed me though when i was younger i definitely only used pads and then when i was like through high school and through college like i definitely was like a tampon girl which i would always sleep with the pad but when i left the house i'd always have a tampon and now that i'm older i'm just like pads are just so much easier to me like i'll rip and run in my ends in the pad i don't give a fuck the only time i really use a tampon now is if i'm going out like i'm getting dressed Man. up where i don't want panty lines or something to show but now i'm just so comfortable using the pad like it's just it's peaceful like yeah but was y'all ever scared of like toxic shock syndrome because the way they used to like mm-hmm. i feel like they was trying to traumatize people the first time i was like to- toxic shock syndrome i remember watching that whole video and just being like you using a tampon, that's really you. You putting your life no. on the line. <laughs> and honestly, and I hate when people, like, I hate when as soon as tampons come up, people start bringing up toxic shot syndrome because it's like, you have to have it in for so many hours. Yes. What you don't know, what you know, the great part is I've actually seen it. I mean, was I, it for hours or working, was it for a short? Working in the ER, I actually, like, saw, like, it happened a few times. So what, is, what are the symptoms? Yeah, and how many hours do they have it in for that to happen? So one girl, she, she got it stuck. Mm. so that's why okay yeah. so she had it in there probably for an extended she, period of time i think like for like and it probably the yarn rip, mm, i don't know she got it stuck in there and like she like basically started going through like almost like she like had sepsis like she was like super like an infection and, mm. yeah oh. yeah it was really crazy like she actually like got admitted to the hospital for a minute like we had her on like very like strong medications antibiotics and stuff like that to just try to like combat it it was really weird and, and like at first really we thought she actually had like an infection but we didn't realize it was due to her so she didn't even know it was stuck in there no it's crazy because See, when people tell me like they be cutting a string and i'm like you're not scared to cut that string girl yes and so i was like let me cut the string a little bit so it's not too long but even then i was scared because i'm just like what if i cut that hoe too small and i can't take that bitch out so i i don't cut my string anymore no, I, I, I cut my string. No, 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 no. I've definitely cut my string before because, like, I as I was getting ready, I was I had on short, like a two piece outfit, and it was shorts. And the thing is, the shorts weren't even that short. The string was definitely hanging down. Well, I guess it was short, but it wasn't like super duper yeah. to where my ass was out. So I definitely had to clip. Ever since then, I started clipping it because I was like, if I could see the string, that means if I'm walking, somebody else can see it. Yeah. So I always, I've always huh? clipped my string. But the one time I did get scared, one time I did get scared because I was drunk and I was like, I don't remember if I took this shit out or not. 
So I was like, oh, no, nah, I can't. I can't be clipping no, yeah. it. Like, because I clipped it. Real, you know what I'm saying? And I and I've also clipped it when I had on a bikini before. Like, I definitely clipped it because I was like, my yeah, I don't clip not, it that it's much. It's not heavy. No, I, I don't yeah. clip it that much. I clip it enough where it's not super long. And right. the rest of it, I just push into my lips. So and that's the thing. If you get drunk, you forget. Sometimes that string yeah. be somewhere and you don't be knowing. So it's like, no, you actually have to be very cognizant of whether or not you, you cut a tampon string and remember to pull that bitch out because so many people it's been in them for months. Didn't somebody we know it got stuck in them for months and they didn't know and there was one of my that vagina stank? Yes, girl, but we don't talk about that. Jory, we are. That could apply okay. to anybody, but we can take it out. But that literally can happen to anybody, guys. guys yeah. So, But but I will say one thing, I just think as women, I feel like there are so many things that we go through that is so normal for us that I feel like it's a shame that it's not normalized. Like, for instance, like mm-hmm. even as we're talking about cutting tampon strings, because you think about it as a woman, if someone sees your tampon string, it's like, oh my God, so embarrassing. When, why, why is it fucking embarrassing? You know we mm. get periods. You know people wear tampons. But even like, I think um, recently, Chloe Bailey, yes, I was when she was performing, that. her tampon string showed, I think India, Dark's girlfriend, was dancing and someone... I guess she posted it on her close friends or something and someone leaked it and she was asking her fan page to take it down because her tampon string was showing. And these are two instances of women feeling embarrassed because their tampon strings are showing. Wow, I didn't know that. What's so bad about a tampon string showing when it's like, it's just a sign that you get a period. It's okay, but like, I don't know. It just sucks. It's like when people, but the fact that people try to embarrass you, because the thing about the Coley Bay thing, it was like a guy who pointed it out. It's like, mind your business. So he was like, it was an accident. That's not what I was trying to do. I was like, that's clearly what you were trying to do. And like to have yeah. her whole performance whittled down to that three seconds of her tampon string show is just yeah. Damn. Um, I yeah, I know. Back to uh, uh, toxic shot syndrome. It's very, it's very rare. I mean, it definitely can happen, but it's very rare. Um, I, Nikki, I don't know if you want to provide details on it, but it, I don't know. I think it's it's a twelve hours. I think. I think, I think it's they more say not to have. They said not to have like basically from what I remember, it's like a tampon past twelve hours. But mm. well, I mean, I thought it was eight. It's or, eight. I'll be honest. I feel like I feel like it's maybe smaller. it is eight, but I think it's, I think they're saying it's an extended period of time. The shorter basically. the better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it says like you know, but oh, that's okay. also important to like that also goes into like knowing your tampon size. Like basically, you should yeah. know like okay, if you put this tampon in and it leaks, okay, you need to go up one size, but if it kind of hurts too much to put it in, then you need to go down. go down a size. So that's also really important. But I think that there's other products out here now, like in the most recent years, like organic tampons that don't have some of the chemicals in it, like some of the, like the, you know, like Tampax and things. Even though I think Tampax now is trying to make like organic tampons yeah, they as well. Do. But, um, but yeah, so there's, there's other options. But I do want to ask y'all, this is more of like a newer product as well like in the last couple of years is like free flow pa- free flow panties no. i know the cup the cups no. or no well, like you so just, just panties no, where you just bleed girl it. even the diva cups i'm sorry it's a hell no for me i actually tried hold them. on hold on the free flow panties so basically you just put the paint like you're just bleeding so yes yeah, so what's like, catching panties. it so there's there's different layers to it so they're mm-hmm. basically like it's a panty and then there's like a layer to it that like it's supposed to catch it and there's like two other layers in it. Victoria's Secret actually now sells them. Um, yeah, just a diaper. I think that's I honestly no. That's not that's I just not Is like, it cotton? I'm not putting that down any in the I'm re- not putting washable. down anyone that that uses those panties. However, I just me personally I feel like that's very like just dirty in a way. So does it stay dirty? Dry? Just, you're sitting like hey. Yes. So like, like basically oh. like so it stays dry. And I haven't personally tried them out, but um, I know someone that has, and they really like them. 
Yeah, I know. I, mean, I, I, I want to try the cups. No, I'll talk about the cups in a second. But I feel like the they're trying to make things a little bit more to where it's like women are having natural, not natural periods, because like, tampons are not considered natural, right? Because you're not supposed to stop your flow from, you're not supposed to block your flow from coming. That's why people are starting to go back to pads now. That's even why I started going back to pads, because I noticed you're not literally supposed to, the blood is supposed to come out. So to stop it in there is kind of, even though it's being absorbed, it's not, it's not a natural thing. So I think the free, that's why the free flow planes were introduced to start to mm. keep your flow kind of just going or whatever. But, and I'm not even going to go as far to say it's dirty. I just would never do it just because like, I would feel uncomfortable wearing them. Like yeah, I, would I, just, like I would just feel, just I not, wouldn't feel clean. Yeah. I already don't I feel, feel like, like I, you know what the pad is not on, and then now cl- cotton. No, just but let me tell you about the diva cup, child. So the diva cup I've actually used. I must. I used it in high school, and the reason I'm not gonna say the reason oh, why I wow. found it, but yeah, I used it like for one period in high school. Um, it 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 is too messy for me. I'm so it's just too messy. Like literally, it's a cup that you insert into your um vagina, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to sit on top of like shit the fact that i studied all this and i'm not even the correct terminology but it's supposed to sit on top of like your your walls and it's supposed to catch the blood so if you have it imperfectly it's going to like you know what I'm it's gonna catch the blood and it's, it's a seamless transition right and then whenever you're ready to take it out you can take it like when you can even have sex on it like it doesn't move if you have it in there perfectly it doesn't move but when you take it out that's the messy part because you literally have to go mm, in like, yourself and take it out, it out right and obviously like with blood coming out you have you're gonna you're it's gonna be it's gonna be sloppy sorry not sloppy it's gonna be messy so yeah. that's my thing and on top of that like when you take it out you have this full cup of blood like if it's a lot of blood it could spill over if not it could, it's just it's just too much i would never do it i mean if you want to try it but i think there's a lot of people who swear by it because yeah. again it's like you you kind of don't know your period is on right and you also can have sex on it so that's why a lot of people do that's that's how I found out about it. So you just, oh, okay. it's just, but I just would never, I don't think I would never go back to it just because it's just too much of a messy, messy process for me. So. Yeah, I do want to try the diva cup. It's just, I I have nails. So I don't know how that would be, but like, I do want to try because everyone I've ever spoken to about the diva cup, they are only using that now. They stop. Yeah, using but they say that. when you take it out, isn't it like, they said the only thing about it, I think it's like switching it out, like in public, there's no real way to dispose of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, but so I, that, that have been like kind of the advice I have had is like, whenever you're like out in public, it's kind of hard to, it's better to have like a restroom where you're able to like actually like wash it out and things like that. Whenever you're trying to like switch it. So I think that that's probably the only like downside I've seen to it, but a lot of people like it and I, I don't know, I feel like I would try it, but I don't me I don't get a period enough. Um, to even try to even really try it so that too well speaking of okay so were any of y'all put on like birth control <laughs> speaking of period yeah period. speaking of periods <laughs> period poo. period were any of y'all put on birth control at a young age or no. even now like no i mean I, i'm st- i've I never put myself on, on i put yeah i put, I put myself, myself on I put birth myself control. on birth control really at like I a younger age after i started having sex yeah, yeah. so like 17 17 Oh wow! Did your parents know about it? No, no. Huh? I went to Planned Parenthood. I know that's right. <laughs> um, no, I don't. I don't. You know, I never because you know there are some moms who put their kid on birth control like at fourteen, fifteen because they didn't want their kid bringing home a child or a baby at a young age, and I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm not gonna comment on that because I'm not a mom. 
but I I put myself on birth control as an adult, um, not even 17, 18, as like a grown ass adult because I was just like, These niggas is crazy and they'll try fucking anything with you. So that was my reasoning. But I did notice like birth control was a journey in itself. I'm not gonna lie. Like I went through so many different birth controls to figure out like what works for my body and what doesn't. Like the very first birth control I had, it broke my skin out so bad. Like I was like, okay, not even so bad. I'm not gonna say so bad. But I also had like a weird skin routine back then. And then the second one, it's probably gonna be TMI, but like though it made sex very uncomfortable for me. And I was just like, what the mm. fuck is the point? Like if I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like it just it made sex very, very uncomfortable for me because of a lot of reasons. And so my third, um, and so I went through like a, a series of like different pills and then I, I landed on the um the IUD. IUD has worked for me, it's perfect for me. I don't I don't even have a period no more, which at first when I wanted to get it, um, which I didn't want to, it is because of um, ooh, child, the way I'm gonna be a little bit transparent is because of fibroids so when I first um was told about it she was like they were like an IUD is supposed to help or whatever and so when I I'm so anti-birth control though like I was like mm, you know but the reason I even exploited the first option because I was in a relationship so I was like I don't want you know to have any slip-ups or whatever so and then the last reason again was uh because of fibroids so she was like I wanted to do the the non-hormonal one because you do have options with the IUD and she told me I couldn't do that because I had fibroids. So then I consulted another doctor outside of, um, you know, outside of the one I was seeing to see, like, you know, how does this work? And apparently it's supposed to help with, like, the symptoms, but it doesn't earn it. It does, like, reduce the symptoms of having fibroids, which I didn't even know I had one. I didn't have, like, horrible, sim- like, symptoms or anything, but it's supposed to, like, lessen it over time. So that was my thing. But honestly, for me, and I, I know birth control has a very bad rep, and I understand different bodies, different experiences, but for me, it literally has been a whole seamless thing. And I don't even want to say I feel like I, I'm more emotional because I feel like I'm that like that regardless. Like, as I get older, I'm just, like, more emotional. But, yeah, it's been a real seamless, like, thing for me. Like I said, I don't have periods. I, at, what, at some points, I do spot, but it's a very, it's nothing like, you know what I'm saying? It's, like, nothing a liner can't hold. Like, it's yeah. never, like, full-blown out. And this, I've been having this for the past not even like almost not eight nine months maybe a year maybe a year probably a year so for me it's been good Does anybody else for, any for me when i first got on birth control um i forgot the name it was like tri or something like that and the try in the name made, like meant it was like a lot it was like coupled with a lot of acne medication so i, I had really good skin with my birth control however I gained a lot of weight with that birth control. Like it was terrible to the point where I was only on it for about what, two years and I got off of it. Cause I was like, no, like I'm, I'm putting on weight. So it's, it's weird. As soon as like I stopped taking that birth control after like a few months, the weight just started falling off. Like I started working, everything just started falling off. So then I got back on birth control when I was what, 26. And I would say I like my birth control this time around. Cause I don't really feel like I like, it's affected my weight. However, like, I just love that, like, my periods are very short and, like, it's, it's to a point where, like, my body chemistry, like, I can, I can take two different packs, so six weeks and then have a period and then keep going, you know? So, and it's, it's pretty dope because y'all, y'all, if y'all don't already know, I don't like having a period just because everything. How and, like, often do you have period, a period? Every six weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And, like, my period is not as intense as what it used to be. And it's only three days. So literally it's Thursday to Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So I love it. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I put myself on birth control when I was young. 
I, I did the same thing as Paul and Nikki. We all definitely went to Planned Parenthood. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm I I stopped taking birth control after my freshman year of college. I just I'm too inconsistent when it comes to taking medication. So I had a lot of breakthrough bleeding because I wouldn't take my pills on time. So I just stopped. I haven't taken birth control since probably 2011. But I know there was a point in time like where I like had a little scare or whatever, thought I would possibly be pregnant. And I called my mom and she pretty much was like, you have an insurance card. You know how to book an appointment. She was like, so what are we having this conversation for? Get on birth control. And that like, she pretty much scolded me and we never talked about it after that. And I never at that point went back and put myself on birth control because I just knew it wasn't for me. Like I'm too inconsistent, but like we never had a conversation about it. She never brought it up. I told her I had a scare at one point and she was like, there's no reason you have your own insurance card or get on birth control. So that was that. Mm-hmm. We never talked about that again though. I know, but like, okay. So you- with that being said, okay, go, sorry. Go ahead, Nikki. No, I was going to say kind of the same things. Like I got on birth control, like from 17 until I think 22, um, still had like the weight gain, things like that. And then I was off birth control. Cause at that point I was like, I think I was taking pills. Um, I got off birth control and I started back on birth control almost two years ago. Um, be like what, two years in January. Um, and for me, I love my birth control. I am on NuvaRing and mm, it so works you insert out. it it's not a pill yes yeah, so it's like mm. it's basically just like you have to be the thing about new ring you should be very comfortable with yourself it's just like inserting a tampon you know and but she got that new ring thing why would she, i pull out shut up. Period. <laughs> <laughs> um but you know it's so you have to be very comfortable with yourself and things like that but at the same time i love it i <laughs> i mean it's not the way you're supposed to use it but i use it like this like i skip my periods i probably have three periods a year now there is a like a basically like a new ring out now that you can keep him for a year, but I haven't tried that. And I talked to my OB Jen about it, and she was basically like, "Why do that if you have already been doing well with your your regular one right now?" So, I mean, yeah, tell do y'all tell like men that you're dating or men that you're probably intimate? Do y'all tell them y'all on birth control? Absolutely. Oh uh, no, See, I, do I not. don't. I'm not going to because I don't you want to try to try like, me. Exactly. Yeah, that you could just be shoot my club up. Like, like, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't want to turn this whole thing. Oh, well, it's easier funny. to not use a condom, and absolutely no. not. We're still using condoms. Exactly. I feel like it's so crazy I'm, not, I'm not on birth control. I definitely let it be known. Like we're using condoms because absolutely. I'm not on birth control and I'm not risking the chance of a baby. Sorry. Yeah. See, it's crazy. Yeah. I don't even have that conversation, but I do feel like I'm like, cause at one point I was going back and forth. If I wanted to be on birth control, because I was one of the people who was just like, Oh, it's going to change me so much. I don't want to do it. This and that, that. But now looking back, not even to say that I've had a whole bunch of partners, but I'm glad that I did because again, the one or two people that I've dealt with would have definitely tried to get me pregnant. So I'm like, I'm definitely glad that I've been yeah. on it because you and oh my gosh, dot bullets have been dodged. But mm-hmm. anyways, yeah. Um, so back kind of, I want to go back on what Joy was saying. How you had that conversation with your mom about your pregnancy scare or whatever? Do you when do y'all feel like it's an appropriate age to discuss like relationship and sex with like your your kids or your parents? We still have never had that conversation. I've that was the heard. that was the most extent that we got that let her know I'm out here fucking. We never talked about it again. We have never talked about sex ever since then. But so it's crazy. Yeah. Like even the, what you went through, Joy. I would never even tell my mom that. Like I was I scared, girl. Yeah, I, yeah, I was. I, I ain't scared. To call. But I'll call one of my friends. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I would never have told my mom that. I'm like never like. Mm-mm. Like I remember one time she thought I was having sex. The way she yelled at me, like, cause I was out late with a guy, and I mean, of course, I lied about it. She caught me in the lie, but yeah, the way she yelled at me was just like, I was like, mm-hmm. 
like it's never but I also feel like she's never kind of gave like our parents are very traditional very cultural you know so it's never that space has never been like safe yeah. <laughs> let's be real never. it's never been safe it's, so it's, I've it's never existed it, it doesn't and I mean I, I, I hope now the mothers now and the people of our generation are kind of breaking those barriers to get comfortable with their kids where they have that conversation because I think I have had a scare, but I think I'm not gonna say everybody, but it's very common to have scares. Like even because as women, we kind of psych ourselves out when we when our period doesn't start when it's exactly supposed to start, not knowing mm-hmm. that like your body that's not how your body's. Wired. And not even just that, you know what's actually crazy, even when you think about that, is whenever you start to stress and whenever you start to um, like think about that more, it actually causes your body to with like to um, start your period even later. Okay. You know, like especially when you start like um producing like more hormones more it just like continues to like drag your period out so like it's very very reasonable to think that you know you're having you possibly might be pregnant because before you know it your period's a week late and you're just thinking yeah. oh my gosh Girl, like that happened to me before i was oh stressed the fuck out and my that bitch skipped out of me for two months and i kept taking pregnancy oh. tests every other week and them hoes kept saying negative yeah, and i'm just fine. like then where is my cycle <laughs> Mm-hmm. y'all know Bro. some people do be pregnant and it, yeah. it'll still continue to say negative but it finally came i think at that point my stress level had came down but it literally skipped out on me for two months and i was like i will never no. stress like this again no nah. there's a i really saw a video y'all know that sound where it'd be like a two plus two equals four and four plus four is this then what the fuck is this so it was like a two plus two is four and so she was like if i was having if i kept having if i was having a period every month and i had a, a negative pregnancy test at three months. But what the fuck is it? You have baby. a baby. <laughs> oh my I was god! Like, can you imagine? No, I can't. Imagine. Just, but it I is possible can't. though, because it all depends on like how high of like the HCG hormone is in your blood. Oh, true. You know? Which it could so be very it, low, but it could even low, even it could be non detectable. Yeah, I but have even somebody if, in my family who had a cycle the entire time and had a baby. Yeah, my she friend did not know she was know. pregnant until she got up on that table. My very f- close friend, she did not know that she was pregnant until she was six months. And the reason why she didn't know is because she kept having a period. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Like, that that's just, that's crazy. You can't, this is out of your hand now. Shit. <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> that's not well, To that's go back to your question, Crystal, to like, you know, I feel like with our, or at least with my my mom's and my uh, my mom's generation, I don't think there was ever a right age. You know, my mom probably would not know that I was having sex until I was married and pregnant, you know, period. Um, but I do think I want to change that with my, like with my future children, boys and girls, you know, Mm -hmm. I really want them open with me, but you know, like I even think about my little sisters and I'm very like transparent with them. And I tell them like, especially like my youngest who just went off to college, I will tell her, the truth, you know, and I'm not telling her like how my, how my mom did it. You know, my mom used to tell me like oral sex is bad. You cannot do that. Like oh that is God. just wrong. Like that is just like, it's against God's will. Like, I'm just like, Oh my gosh. Like I can't do that then, you know? And I'm not like having those type of conversations with my little sister. I'm like more so being very realistic. Like, you know, there, there are STDs, there are pregnancies, there are, you know, there's a lot of different things like sex should be with someone that you really care about and, you know, you really should wait on it. So I feel like I'm just having more realistic conversations instead of trying to use like that whole scare tactic that mm-hmm. I feel like our parents really tried to use with us in sex. So, so okay, with that being said, what's one thing that one that 
a wild thing that your parents used to tell you to deter you from having sex? I don't think my mom ever said anything to me like that. My mom didn't either. I mean, never had. My, my mind just went back to like, because I was dating a white guy. And, <laughs> and it wasn't my mom, but it was my aunt, my crazy aunt. Um, and she used to always tell me, she was like, if he, if he tries to have sex with you, he's going to try to have sex with you in your butthole. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Like, that's what white men like. So she was like, I really. <laughs> Not the projection child. <laughs> and so she was like, I really just don't advise you to try to have sex with him. Cause he's going to want to have sex with your butthole. And dif- <laughs> you know what? So- that was did that stop you? Um, uh, did that scare you or stop you? That's who I lost my virginity to. Like oh, wow. so, <laughs> you know. So clearly, it, I would hope not. <laughs> no, what you mean you would hope? Not. Where did, where no, did that come from? Like <laughs> that's so like, random. Like, that is very random. I don't know, but that you probably is... just thought of something that just sounded like <laughs> would turn you away. <laughs> Child. but that is That's what crazy. my aunt would tell me and i just be like oh my gosh like no i would never do that like which of course lying like for no reason i didn't even no, know no, having sex like, in your butthole was a thing at that point yeah. no i, I mean I no not butthole that's all i meant <laughs> No, well, that's what I meant. <laughs> so, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, is he really going to expect that from me? Like, what do I do, et cetera, et cetera. Like, thankfully, he never, like, asked of that. He, we never even talked about that or even tried that. But, um, yeah, that's definitely what my aunt used to tell me. Yeah, I don't, I just feel like I don't, I'm not going to speak for every African, but I just, that, again, that safe fix was never created. Like, we never, and, and the conversation was never had. I just think that my parents just instilled fear in my heart in every single aspect. I mean, when it came to education, when it came to dating, when it came to discipline, like, they just instilled all kinds of fear in my heart. So I just knew, like, there was never, ever, bringing home a child was never going to be an option. And if yeah. I did, I, I would never, yeah. I don't come home. Don't come home. Yeah. Like, do yeah. not come home. That was the, the solution, that period. And if I was to get pregnant, best believe I would have never, ever came home, period. Yeah. Like, I would have never came home. So, but did y'all's parents ever tell y'all if I got pregnant, y'all were going to Nigeria? No. My mom just I'm said. I'm sure he probably did. <laughs> I'm sure he probably did. Because my dad threatened me. He threatened me with my grades at one point that I was going to go to Nigeria, like, if you don't get it together type shit. So I'm pretty sure. I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure that was that was a thing. I think growing up, there it was rumored that people were, like, were, like, going to Nigeria or being disowned if they were, like, misbehaving. Was so, rumored? like, there was I a mean, rumor. It was happening. It was happening. <laughs> Some of us watched it happen. Yeah, it's like, huh? So, like, so I think the threat, it was like one of those unspoken threats where it's just like you kind of knew what it was. But I don't think our parents, my parents, well, when I was younger, we actually, our parents did send me to Nigeria to live there for a little while, but it wasn't because I was like misbehaving. It was just because my parents had five kids. It was like hard for her to manage it. So I was left in Nigeria for like a year. But I I don't. How old were you? I was younger. I was like probably five. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, but I don't think my mom would ever do, would have done that as a teen because she yeah, probably yeah. had like, guilt behind it and stuff. I mean, I don't know. My mom definitely used to tell me like she's like, if you come in, if you come into this house with a baby, I'm sending you to Nigeria. You're gonna become a house girl. My oh, mom used right. to put yes, not a whole house mom, girl like not even yes. the insults flying. <laughs> your education right. off the to- table. <laughs> yeah, she used to put like nothing but fear into me. I was just like, oh my gosh, y'all like. 
I'm gonna go to Nigeria. Like, no. <laughs> and then become a house girl. Like, she's not even talking about me getting educated there or nothing. Like, exactly. just become a house girl. <laughs> yeah. No, well, right before I went to college, my mom says, save yourself for marriage. Don't bring shame back to this family. That's, oh, that's another thing. Bringing that's shame it. back to the family. Don't bring like, shame back to this family. And the, oh, my gosh. And the, oh, child. <laughs> and right that, that there, was, you know what they mean when they say You know that. what they mean. I'm telling you. So but it's so good. crazy because, like, <laughs> I actually. I had a conversation with my mom a couple of, so crazy, on this day a couple years ago. I'm saying this because it's her birthday. And um, we're just talking about, like, I was talking to my dad, and I'm just like, dad, like, because he was, like, making this speech, talking about I'm grateful that none of my kids have brought home, um, none of my girls have brought home kids, whatever, at a young age. And I'm just like, you know. that was his speech? (laughs) In his speech. Well, my dad goes on. You know, my dad's long-winded. He was going Um, on a rant. It wasn't a speech, but he was just talking. And I was just like, honestly, you kind of got lucky because you have, my dad has four girls, right? Yeah, so you really, yeah. really got lucky, right? And so for you to kind of just be naive in your luckiness, it's kind of just like, bro, this is not like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because at one point we, we were all having sex. You know what I'm saying? All, all the girls were all having sex. So it was just like, I don't know. So the whole topic of kids got brought up and I was just like, so if one of us was to have a kid, then what? He's like, well, and even my mom hopped in and she was like, honestly, like I wouldn't want none of my daughters to have an abortion. I was like, okay, so then what she's like but i also don't want them to get pregnant so what are you what are you talking about what's the where's the medium like right and i was just i was like mom do you hear yourself like do you hear she's like i mean yeah but like it's it's wrong it's all wrong so i'm like okay so what's right you know what what, what makes sense here you're because you're not making sense you're really giving us no option there's none no. in between and she just basically like don't have sex and i'm like bro like what are you saying right now and i'm like i i don't know it's just all it was always all extreme and, it was always extreme and again you would think that you know especially with my father, you would think that he would be like a little bit more lax on the situation, but cause he had a child before he was married, but it's like, no, he still was just like, I don't give a fuck what I did. I don't give a fuck what you saw. I don't give a fuck what you think is normal. Do not do this and bring shame. And it's so crazy. Cause I feel like even if I was to be pregnant now, I think we said this a couple episodes ago, it's not that it would feel like a child pregnancy, but like my dad was still just looking at me. Like even I'm about to, you know, I'm about to, I'm a grown ass adult. You know what I'm saying? My dad was still looking at me like, what what's going on like you know what i'm saying like what, what do you think what do you think is happening like my dad would be very like sad i mean he'll come around eventually but he'll be very sad so it's just kind <laughs> yeah. of just like he'll come around eventually eventually and that might be when i'm delivering the child if not after but <laughs> it's still just like he would be very upset it's, like, it's so crazy like it's just it's like do y'all not understand like that woman has to be going through a lot herself and like now you're yeah. adding more stress she's yeah. been disowned she's alone nine months yeah. depending on the child's father's family exactly it's so crazy oh because my god my my um when I, somebody i know i'm not gonna say who it is but somebody i know she's 30 she's like mid to late 30s and she's not married she's a nigerian as well and she was talking she was telling me about her journey how her parents were very upset when she got pregnant she was like it's so crazy because I've been an adult for, you know, for I'm 30. She said she's 35 going on 36. And she's just like, they were very upset when they found out for the simple fact that she's not married. And she's just like, and I had to have even coach, like to have a, like, and she was, it was very disappointing because I'm a daddy's girl. Like I, you know, we didn't have the relationship for a very long time. And I was already stressed out. So it's like, imagine just kind of going on and adding that stress on top of it. She was like, it's just crazy. Cause like, again, they never gave us this space to think that like things do happen. Right. Even again, and that man has what her dad has, uh, he has like six girls. All, all girls at that, you know, he doesn't have any boys. So it's just like, again, for a just, I don't know this. I, that's why I wish that like, even in cultural homes, people of um, 
who come from different countries, like immigrants who come and, and they're in the United States, whether they're from the United States or they're still in their country, I just wish that like the safe space is normalized. So it's like, you know, if this yeah. was to happen or if anything was to happen, like, okay, like we're still going to be by your side or we're not going to instill fear in your heart, even to have this conversation. Right. Because like yeah. I said, like if I was to have that, if I was to have that, like come on pregnant, I wouldn't have, I would not have came on pregnant versus like, okay, but dad, let me tell you what's going on at least like in this, in this stage of life. Right. Yeah. My dad to this day, have, I've met, my dad thinks I, I'm still a virgin. You know what I'm saying? So, and they just, yeah, so <laughs> yeah. Nigerians don't care. That's why I, did, I don't know if watch Potomac. So I take it too left, but watching Wendy's conversation with her mom was so triggering because I'm just like triggering. Really how, how Nigerians oh, are. Yeah. She, the oh, way yeah, her mom yeah, said, yeah. "Cry now, laugh later." Laugh like, later. You, no, she said, so? "Cry now, thank me later." I thank said, me later. What? She said, "She said the out the outcome should makes the." Uh, the outcome kind of like justifies the process. She like when it was like, imagine the process. She like we all came out good, but what about the process? She was like, the outcome justifies the process. I was just yeah. like, and then that's well, what she said. Just because we came out, yeah. yeah. Nigerians she, like they're so strict. They have this method where they like, okay, it works. And because in their head they're like, well, our method and our strategy, like we're producing works. successful people. Right. Like y'all producing, y'all producing successful successful people with trauma. That's what y'all literally, <laughs> literally. It's not yeah. like it's not what you think. Yep. Um. Okay, so what's something that y'all would do differently, or what's something that you wish about the woman body that you wish you knew as a young woman that you know now? Okay, one thing that I kind of wish I knew was, and um, this is I don't know how young our listeners are. I wish I would have known that, and I think I said this before. Most of the people who say they're having sex at a young age are not having sex. They're they're all capping. So I feel like like when I was younger, like I felt like this pressure to like. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to go ahead and do it. Not even like thinking about who it's from, just because you just feel so behind or you kind of feel like embarrassed mm-hmm. because it's like, I felt like I was like a late bloomer or whatever. But then looking back in my head, I was like, half of these people was like lying, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it's important to know, just go with your own course. There's no such thing as a late bloomer. There's no such thing as an early bloomer. Everybody blooms at their own course. Everyone has a different journey yeah. when it comes to sex, menstrual, uh, femininity, maturity all that stuff so comparing yourself to somebody else when half the time like that insecurity forces you to lie half the people who's like oh i've already had my first kiss no they haven't they lied oh i've already had sex no they haven't they lied you know what i mean oh i have a boyfriend but he lives in the next day that you've never seen she's lying you know what i mean like little stuff like that like when you realize that all of that is smoke and mirrors it's like just don't compare yourself to the next person allow yourself to have your own process without that burden that's yep. what i wish i had known in high school Absolutely. you know I wish someone would have told me, like, my first time, like, it w- the way it was going to feel. Because, like, I'm not going to lie, like, I talked about first time with, like, friends that said they had a first time, and they made it sound all rosy. And, like, mm-hmm. to me, my experience wasn't rosy. And then I wish someone would have told me, like, it looked like you're having a period afterwards. Because I was actually, like, I freaked out to the point where, like, I didn't have sex for two years. Like, because I just, I freaked out. Sex was just weird to me. I'm like, is this going to happen every time? Like, what the hell? And then finally, you know... After, like, you know, remember I told you I got on birth control and stuff and, like, going to the doctor, you know, and talking to them, like, they actually explained everything. I was just like, wow, I wish, like, my mom would have, like, had that conversation because I wouldn't have freaked out the way I did. Mm -hmm, It was crazy. But why do you feel like... Crazy. Like, people are mad having sex. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) do you feel like that conversation wasn't even had because it was, like... I mean, outside of it being awkward, like, what do you think it was that that kind of like they were afraid to just talk about or just break through? I feel like our parents, like if they started having questions like that, we're becoming like closer 
to becoming an adult and like becoming independent, have an independent, like, you know, thinking. Cause like at this point they've educated us on something. So now we can choose to listen or not, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. with them not having these conversations, they felt like, okay, you know, we're going to prevent them from actually having this experience, but not knowing that they did us a disservice. Cause some of us still went out in there and tried it anyway and got fucked in the end. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like, it just sucks. You know, I wish our parents oh would open that door to talk or at least like have a safe space about it, you know? Yeah. Oh my God. It's so crazy because, um, not to try to change the mood or anything, but I know somebody who she contracted something for the for the very first time she had sex. The very first time, mm. the only time she had sex, she contracted something that it's like that she can't get rid of. And it's so crazy because I met her years even after, because I think she said it happened. I don't know if it was, I don't know, but it's just like, I met her years after it happened and she was still like mentally fucked up. Like I found out about it cause she was going through a breakdown and I was like, yo, what's wrong? You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, I'm just imagining like, if, you know, if not saying that that would have been avoided. Cause again, it, it was her first time. You kind of don't know any better, but it's also kind of just like conversations. It, it it could have been prevented, but at the same time, like, what if she did use, you know, protection or what if she did, what if she knew, but she probably didn't know about it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? For your first time, it's yeah. kind of just like, you're just doing whatever. But, and it's crazy because even though my parents, even though my parents never had that talk, I always knew like condom, 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 condom. Absolutely. Absolutely. I always knew like it was, that was never like a, a question in my head. Like I was just, mm-hmm. I was just like, shit, like if it happens, I'm just going to get pregnant and I don't want that. Like. It was more so being scared about pregnancy than it was about. Yeah, so y'all was so y'all are telling me none of y'all have ever. Never what? been a beard I have. I'm never about been to say, a what? You like cat for me on this. Never as a been kid, what? No, as a kid, no, absolutely not. As a kid, never been I'm not what? gonna lie. A daredevil, and basically oh, she absolutely. had sex without a condom. Oh no, no, as, no, no, not as a kid. Oh my god, no. I, I start, just mean in general. I'm not no, talking about girl. I'm not about to cat. That, that's why I told you I was on We've birth all been daredevils. I was in a relationship for years and did not use a condom. <laughs> speak so, for the whole I thought I was just making sure because y'all was throwing me off for a little bit. I, yeah, like, no, 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 I will speak for the pod. No, no, no I was talking about as a kid. Like that's like, I didn't even start that till I was like what twenty five, uh, twenty five, and I was in a relationship. So you know that, but as a kid, like before then, it was always. To, to me, 25, I'm just, under 25, I'm going to still consider myself a kid. But, like, Mm-mm. it was always, for me, condom. Like, I never had slip-ups before then. Ever. Oh, I lied. Yes, I did. I lied. I did. Because then I had to take a plan B, child. Oh, my gosh. I remember. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Remember I told y'all, I talked about this, like, literally, um, me and this man, the guy had sex or whatever, and, like, the condom broke, and, like, literally... He would drive to my apartment and give me the plan B and watch me drink it and have a bottle of water <laughs> both times for me to drink it. It's and not like funny. tell me to like stick my tongue out, lift it up, left, right, just to make sure. I found him because what I didn't want no, to do. So, no, I don't, but, but it was just funny thinking about it now, like, wow. I yeah, I mean, I feel it. him, but at the same time, like I don't want your fucking kid. I'm gonna take this. Th- like, thank you. Thank you know what I'm saying? Saying? It's, okay. like, it's like you really think I wanna have your kid. Thank you. <laughs> okay. and, and imagine. Bro, this was like even as like Niggas be wanting to have the kid, though. Some niggas be wanting to have the kid. Now, yeah. now, yeah, now niggas do. But it's like, even as, as like, younger, like, what the hell were we doing having sex with somebody who was just like, you know what I'm saying? You weren't even thinking about having a kid. You know what I'm saying? It's, uh, child. Yeah. Because I'm not going to lie. Like, do y'all personally know anybody who, like, they had sex with somebody the first time unprotected and they ended up pregnant? No. The first time? No. Only on teen mom. 16 and pregnant. See, I, I, oh, yeah. I actually have a family member who she was out oh. at the club one night, met a guy, slept on him, got pregnant. And wow. luckily, they exchanged numbers. Guy lives in a whole other state. She had to hit him up on some like, hey, like, I'm pregnant. 
I mean, he's he's involved as much as he can be in his child's life since they live in different states. But I'm just like, damn, that is so crazy to me. Like, this is how people be like, oh, I don't know who you You know how some parents, some moms tell their kids, like, I don't know who your father is. And it's like shit like that. Like, (laughs) shut up, Crystal. It's situations like that. Like, somebody has such a crazy night where they don't remember what happens and they couldn't even really tell their child, like, because let's say she didn't have, let's say she didn't have his number. No, but that. That actually happened to, I think someone, they just reunited this year, but there was, at the time, she was 16 years old, and I guess, I think it was her neighbor was 16 years old, but he was actually placed in the foster care system. So he, that was his foster house that he was in. I guess they had, like, did the deed or whatever. And when she found out, by the time she found out she was pregnant, he had already been, like, transferred somewhere, oh, and they couldn't wow. locate where he was in the system. So she, like, I guess was able to find him, like, her child is now 16 or 17 or whatever, so she found him. 17 and she told him like hey um i'm pregnant she was like what so then his family came down and the way they accepted the family as his own like his grandma his, his grandma and his mom came to meet i guess their great grandson and grandson or whatever and they did like the test and everything there but he found out that he was i was like the fact that you found out you have a whole 17 year old you didn't even know that's oh. crazy that like i'm not gonna lie though like that first of all that does sound like some 16 and pregnant shit but <laughs> It's just like, can you Their imagine? Their stories were so yeah, But that's what I'm just like, even just talking about it now, just imagine as a parent, like, your child is 15, 16 years old, bro. Like, your child is not even, like, legal. <laughs> like, and they're about to have, like, they're about to go through with this, you know, with this pregnant. That just has to be, like, traumatizing as a parent. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. damn. But, um... Which Debbie says, so what's something y'all would do differently if y'all have, have like a daughter or a son? A daughter? Um, I do think that my mom, for the most part, made it. She did make me comfortable. While I did not talk to her about certain things, I never felt like I couldn't talk to her about certain stuff. That's why I even feel like when I thought I had a pregnancy scare, like I was comfortable enough to talk to her about that, even though it was awkward as fuck. And she was really rude on that conversation with me. But I do. <laughs> I do. love I know. Right, because she was like, there's no reason you have an insurance. Like, she literally fired me the fuck up. But anyways, I do feel like when you have like a... Because I feel like some parents feel like, okay, if you're comfortable, you have a relationship with your child, like, it makes them feel like it's okay. But it's like, no, like, we are literally living in an age where STDs are changing people's lives. And it's like, okay, like, mm-hmm. if you are going to have sex, let me explain to you why it is so important that any guy that yeah. you choose to sleep with, that yeah, you ensure yeah. that there is a condom there that you check because dudes will try to slip a condom off and make it make you think there's a condom and there's really not. Like, little things like that. Like, I'm not saying I think you should have sex, but these are the reasons why you should do A, B, C, D. That way, like, your, ki- your daughters or even sons, I guess, go into that situation ahead of the curve a little bit where they're not getting bamboos that are putting into situations mm-hmm. they shouldn't yeah. be in. But, Joy, you made a good point. Like, more more so sons. Because I know I was having a conversation with a group of guys, so I, I'll let them remain anonymous because they trifling. But it was about the California consent law, about how now um, stealth is considered rape or whatever. And so they it, were just It like, should be. But anyways. Yeah. No. What they were saying is, man, girls these days be trying to get guys caught up. And it's, it's going to make it easier for girls they want to got if they want to get a guy caught up they can say even though she might have said take it off now she's gonna say this or that da-da. and the way they were talking they, they were like uh great uh rape's already a gray area whatever and in my head i was just like it's really not no, it's not, not. Y'all keep saying it's, it's not, not a gray area at it's, all it's, it's it's actually my, my thing is it i, I think it is kind of gray but in my head i was like it doesn't have to be. yes like or no no, no, but my thing is, it's, I don't think, it, uh, to me, I don't think it's yes or no. To me, I feel like it's as simple as like, because now co- if, if a girl says no, and even if she says no, she changes her mind to yes. Now, coercion in some communities, that's considered rape. Mm-hmm. Like, if 
if a girl says yes under like induced pressure, that's rape. Even if she feels says yes and she feels like she's in an unsafe environment, that's considered yes. If she says yes because she feels like if, if she said no, you break up with her, that's considered rape. But to me, I just feel like that yeah. that does make it kind of gray. But I feel like the reason it's gray is because I don't think men have been educated on what it feels like as a woman to be in those situations. All they really know is yes, yes or no. And I don't feel like that's what it is anymore. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we haven't had conversations with men past that point with the sons to be like, okay, at the end of the day, you need to, you need to get consent, period. And if you don't get verbalized consent, you shouldn't even be, you shouldn't even want to do it. You should not right. even want to do it yeah. because like, why? You know what I mean? You trying to, like, to me, if someone says no, why are you still trying to get them to say yes? Why? Uh, They've already told you they don't want to do it. And guys, you know, I know. That it's a gray area because there, I think we've all probably been in a situation and I'm going to just say, let's say we were in a relationship with somebody and sometimes you, you kind of playfully say no or whatever, but I feel like when it comes to a situation where people are not in a relationship and someone says no, like you said, Michelle, that definitely ends up turning into coercion because like she's clearly saying no and you're still trying her. And so she gets to a point where she feels like, damn, I actually at this point have to say yes. So it's kind of just like people, some guys, mm-hmm. not even guys, guys in general need to understand like, you can't just assume that a girl's playfully saying no. Like at some yeah. point, it needs to click for you. If she says no, then what? Just dead it. Just dead it. And if she truly wants to have sex with you, then maybe she will pursue four. But girl. it's just like, so but you know, that's the thing though. We have to even think about a jury in a relationship. That's true. Like yeah. it's still very. It could be the same in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. And she very much so people that you're even comfortable with that, that you may have had sex with before. Like I know yeah. people, grown ass niggas who've gotten upset when it's just like no, thank you, girl. You know like have gotten upset and stopped fucking with me just off the strength of that. Like girl. you know what I'm saying? Like it's and made me try to like, try to make me feel bad about it. Like you know no. I got feelings. Why would you do it? Like girl, don't I don't care. Grown ass if I don't feel like having sex, I'm not having sex, and it's always, it's going to be a strong no. And if you can't take no, I will cl- calmly collect my things and leave. Or you can get out of my house. Yeah. Like, you don't have to. Ex- no yeah. one owes you an explanation. Mm-hmm. No one has to call to your feelings. No yeah. one's in charge Period. of the tension or how you feel or how long it's been. And I've been so faithful to you. I could be out here doing this and that. All and that I don't give there. a fuck. Go do it. Go do it. Don't yeah. Give a fuck. So I do feel like people need to start having more conversations with their sons because it's getting real rapey out here. Very. It's very much so. Um, I did before we even wrapped up, I did want to backtrack a little bit. Like, um, do y'all feel like after you had sex for the first time it kind of changed your mindset or did it made you feel like differently or maybe even more mature as a woman? Like, okay, I lost my virginity, it's different, it's up for me. No. You said what, Crystal? I didn't feel different afterwards. After what, you're losing your virginity? Mm-hmm. Or just uh, yeah, basically. Yes. You did? Yes. I felt so I, I just told you I felt like like I first of all I freaked out. Then I felt like I like disobeyed what me and my mother talked about, and oh, like I, man, I okay. like that's why I told you I was like freaked out about sex. I'm just like, wow, like this is what I should have just waited. I should have waited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what I meant like this? I meant in a positive in a in a positive oh, way because I no. felt the same way. I was very much so ashamed. The way I even like. No, I was very ashamed. I was like, what did I do? Like, I even, I think I was crying at church. Oh my gosh. Like, it was, it was bad. Like, I, I don't like, remember. I- like, I remember the act and what happened afterwards, but I don't remember how I felt. Girl. The act and what happened afterwards? What happened afterwards, Tori? I mean, I went to Pilot's house right after. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and then I went home after that. So. And you yeah. told Paulette all about it. Was, how was your experience? How was your, I mean, if you want to talk about how was your experience? Oh, I don't was care. It, like it was in the car. 
It was in the car. <laughs> was it like? Was it? Ba- I didn't say. Uh, okay. Was it bad uh, or was it good? Like, I, like it was the act of losing your virginity. It wasn't anything spectacular. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, I didn't even have a traumatizing experience like Paulette. Like, I wasn't like. Damn. I, no, uh, no. Uh, that was traumatizing like, to me. And no, uh, to the point where like I wasn't bleeding. That's what I meant. Like I wasn't bleeding yeah, heavily. Like, I mean, I, I wasn't I, bleeding heavily, uh, but I definitely had like there was it, definitely specs of blood uh, on his shirt. It was a thirteen-inch rod. Okay. And thick girl at what I age? Just, I was he he was a year older than me, eighteen. Damn, 18, 13 inches at that okay. girl. Um, <laughs> nah, but that's what I'm saying. I, it wasn't traumatizing where it's like I was bleeding, but I still was traumatizing the fact that like I felt so bad. Like I felt like I'm like I'm as a child of God, I should have been doing this. I could have waited. Like what? You know what I'm saying? And again, I feel like that goes back to the fear that my my parents had instilled in me. I was very much so like we went to church as a fit like we were infamous for that even like as in high school like, everybody knows like oh like crystal can't go, go anything on, do anything on sundays because she's at church with her family type you know what i'm saying like i never it was very much like we're going to church every sunday as a family in the same black like, for a very long time so um yeah i felt very much so ashamed child it's getting uh and you know what i'm kind of never mind uh but Okay, so have y'all ever had, like, the aha moment, like, damn, like, you know, I have so much respect, more respect for my moms, or now understanding, now, like, that we understand, like, how it is to raise a kid, or how it is to be, like, you know, in womanhood, because, um, because, you know, I know for me, my mom, my mom had three, at my age, my mom's on her second kid, on her second kid, yeah, so, exact, well, a little bit old, like two years older than me. She's on her second kid. So by now she probably would have had her first kid. She definitely had her first kid. So, I mean, does it kind of make y'all really like just be a little bit more thankful or just kind of look at them in a different light? Like, dang, like I think about it all the time, actually, because I always joke with my mom, like, oh, I beat you because my mom having she was 20 and I'm 29. So to me, like, I even think like, damn, like my mom was so young raising me. And I look at like how many sacrifices she made. Cause I remember when I played basketball, I used to always change my, my basketball number to her age. And I remember being number 26, number 27. I'm like, bro, I'm 29. <laughs> I can't even imagine having a child who's old enough. I was like in the third, fourth, fifth grade, like taking them to basketball practice. I'm just like, bro, like I have such a newfound respect for her. Cause I'm like, I'm struggling at 29 to figure shit out. And I'm like, yeah. you had a whole child, had a nine to five, made sure I was able to do everything I wanted to do. And it's just oh like, bro, God. like I applaud you because there's no way I can have a child right now and be doing half the things that you do when you had me. Like, so kudos to her. Cause I'm just yeah. like, girl, there's no way. Oh, and at one point, imagine my mom, all of us are two years apart. So imagine as your last kid, you have twins oh my gosh like that's so crazy that's how she met (laughs) that's how she met my um our old pastor because he said that he saw her struggling because I think one of them had threw up on her and like he just came and offered help and was like oh I'm a pastor at this church and ever since then we started going to that church but like that's how they met her because he literally was just like and then, you know, here's me running around, not helping. You know, I'm two years old when the kid, when the twins was born or whatever. I'm two years older than them. So it wasn't big, much of a difference. But yeah, oh just like imagine God, like having two kids. Oh, you like, bro, I see, did I see that video. Sorry, not ill. because <laughs> kids are blessings. But just the, 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 the struggle part aspect is just like something that I just yeah. can't even wrap my head around. Like even my aunt, my aunt, she had triplets. Like it's just like, bro. Oh. There's no <laughs> oh. like, I was even talking about like earlier, like it just getting off work and it's just like going to sleep, you know what I'm saying? Wanting to go to sleep versus like you got to cook a meal for like mouse to feed, like you know what I'm saying? Like just being so comfortable and being selfish and how it's going to change, you know what I'm saying? Like 
how you have to change your mind frame, the way you, your physical, like you have to change everything. It's just, it has to be hard. And kudos to all the mothers out there. Actually, this no, month seriously. is, um, and this month is pregnancy. Well, it's pregnancy, uh, loss awareness month. So while I'm on that subject, I do want to take the time to all the people who have, um, all the women, all the mothers who've dealt with that or dealing with that or kind of just battling that, you know, sending love to you guys and prayers to you guys. Cause I know it's not easy. Um, one last thing though, I really do want to say this because as well as it being the month of October, um, it is breast cancer awareness month. And I do really want to say to women, even if you're not 40 years of age to make sure that you are still doing, um, your self checks yourself because anybody under 40, typically the only time, unless you do your monthly checks is whenever you have a pap smear, which that's one time a year. So please, please, please make sure you guys are checking on yourself because my aunt who was 37 just was randomly doing a check on herself and she just found out she has breast cancer. So please, please, please guys take it upon yourself to fill up on yourself and check because you don't have to be 40 to get breast cancer. It can happen to anybody. So please make sure yourself, your family, everyone you love who are women, please tell them that they definitely need to um, do that. But all right, guys, that's the end of the episode. And I really quickly, I want to address our YouTube page. Somebody hacked our shit. It's down. If y'all been wondering where our shit is at, we trying to figure it out. We're going to come back strong whenever the opportunity comes. But make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And this is Jory signing out. Bye, y'all. It's Michelle. It's been real. It's your girl, Macalette, signing out. And it's Crystal signing out as well. Bye, guys. I'm petty all the time.